It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Well, it's been a couple of days since we checked in on uh, Bud Light sales. How's that going? Love ya! According Mm. to, and I guess this is the one that everybody's quoting, Jen, Beer Business Daily. Yes. They're saying, and I think there's a bunch of ways to measure this, but at least according to them, Bud Light sales have tumbled 26%. Oh, jeez. After the Dylan Mulvaney backlash. Is it that high? Probably not, but it's bad. It's bad. Wow. And they had that one bar. Where was it? In Chicago? Yeah. Yeah, It was somewhere in Illinois, yeah. Somebody in Illinois actually said, oh, you know what? I don't know what all of They basically said to their uh, people that go there all the time, we don't know why you're all upset. You know, we, we believe in diversity and freedom of speech. And all these patrons said, heck with you. And now- they got nobody going back to the bar. Now the bar's like, you know, kind of pulling a, a Budweiser, <laughs> backtracking, trying to get people to come back to the bar. <sighs> Took the wrong stance on that one, buddy. Yeah, now they came back at this. No, no, what we meant was we accept all uh, opinions. Yeah. yeah, sure you did. Yeah, well. So again, according to this Beer Business Daily, you know, industry publication, 26.1% since this started, Bud Light down. But really... I think where this thing really has teeth is you got to look at the competitors, right? People are going to stop drinking beer. Right. Coors Light's up 13.3%. Oh, they're loving life. And Miller Light is up 13.6%. Wow. Boy, Holy I tell cow. you, man. And it, I, it has to be across the board, too, for Budweiser. I mean, it's got to be. It can't just be Bud Light. It has to be, right? Yeah. I, I would assume it's kind of gone in every direction. I, it, it's funny because they got one of those big beer walk-in coolers at the 7-Eleven I go to. And I, I stop there all the time because of gas. Right. So when I, when I walk in, I always look and 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 I'm I got to stop for gas today. I'm going to go in and see how much Budweiser's left in the cooler in comparison to the rest of the beers. It's funny. I was I I couldn't tell if it was really an, an indication of anything, but yesterday was at uh, my local Target, and they do have they have a massive massive beer section. They just do. It was true. There was they were overstocked with with Bud Light more than anything else. Really? But I don't know if that was like just it might have been their delivery day. I don't right. know. But I just thought it was interesting because I'm walking wow. down there and I, I, it was noticeable. And I said, I just laughed at myself and I said, well, maybe there is something to this. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah you know what? You got to know your audience, people. It just happens that way. Interestingly enough, you know who's been against the boycott? Don Jr., Donald Trump Jr., has called for an end to it. Really? In a video he posted on Rumble. He said he emphasized the Brewers' conservative credentials, apparently. He said, and this is interesting, it's wrong to blame a whole company for the inaction or the stupidity of somebody in a marketing department that got woke as hell. And you see that a lot. You even see it's like networks. We tend to think of like, okay, let's just pick on NBC News for one quick sec. Could be okay. anything, but let's pick on NBC. Right. You don't like their news thing. You don't like uh, you know, their presentation and, and Chuck Todd and you know everything they else do and the, the Sunday talk shows. It's like a whole separate thing from the rest of that company. So true. It's like they definitely don't talk to each other. And the impact, like either a marketing person with Anheuser Busch or a news director in a major network can have, can taint the whole company, and it really it's usually not that way. Yeah, but however, in this case, this was a this was an international campaign. It wasn't just like right. a, a blip. So you can't tell me the upper echelon of Budweiser didn't know this was happening. They know somebody, now. Somebody had a you know a green like this. So not only was the chick who came out of Wharton who wanted to be all inclusive, right? Yeah, okay. She'll never find. I'm telling you, she'll never find another job again. Not not marketing anyway, and not with a major corporation. 
uh, and her boss got fired. I think more heads probably rolled that you just didn't hear about. But somebody up at, at the top of Budweiser's going, what did you people do? It's so funny because they've tried to come back with like country-themed things. The Clydesdale commercial was a disaster. They had to turn off their YouTube comments because they were getting blasted so much. Wow. There was another. Interesting. <laughs> it, this kind of ties into the whole AI thing because a, somebody put together an a, uh, artificial intelligence video Fake beer commercial put together with all the elements of successful beer commercials. Right. Fake people in audio with a song. They put it all together, right? Mm -hmm. Just to see what would be a successful beer commercial. They showed people partying in the backyard, having a blast. Really? And like getting drunk How and do you showing like that? it. And see, that's. It was a. You got to look at this commercial, though. It's so freaky. It, none of it is real. And it looks like it's a fake brand. It's a fake. Wow. We should, Diener, you should put it on the morning show blog. It's amazing. It looks like a fun commercial like beer commercials used to be. <laughs> An AI beer commercial. Do you think Anheuser-Busch should take a note from that? Wow. I think I, I know the one you're talking about. I right. came across something like it yesterday. Is it the one? I don't think it's the same one. It gets like all distorted at the end. A little bit. Okay. And you know what else? What's weird, though? The biggest tell for AI-generated things so far is, Jen, have you seen this? Mm -mm. They can't do fingers. They can't. Oh, yeah. it, it can't figure out fingers. They, they haven't programmed it around. Oh, wow. Yet. It's really weird. But the rest of the commercial looks like all they did was put in a prompt with all kinds of massive successful marketing data. And they said, right. what would a successful beer campaign be? And it looked like that. You know, it, it didn't look or sound like this. Love ya. No. Wow. I'm watching it right now. You're right, though, about the cans and the fingers. Isn't it weird? It's weird. It's, it's kind of <laughs> creepy. But look at everything else, though. And it looks like a fun party, doesn't it? Oh, there's a bunch of people drunk. <laughs> right. right. At a big barbecue in the backyard. Right. Wow, but the fingers are kind of, oh, they look weird? like alien fingers. It hasn't figured it out they yet. They get E.T. fingers. No, so once they fix that, though, <laughs> <laughs> once they fix that, are they going to need actors anymore? I don't know. That's really, I don't know. I mean, There's if, a lot of creepy things going on in this commercial. <laughs> if, if, if you, you know, are writing things with AI, maybe they start making commercials or movies with, with AI. That's that's part of, like, the strike, too, with, you know, not to go too far off our subject. But, you, know, but, you know what they should do? Uh, honestly, who is going to be the first talk show host? We were talking about the writer strike. And just, if it doesn't work out, just laugh at it. But stay on the air, but just do AI-generated jokes. Right. Make use of it. It's topical right now. Some of them will be a disaster, but just call it out. <laughs> See how it goes. You could have, like, a wow. robot in the corner. Yeah. That'd be awesome. It would be funny. They, 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 they can't get drinking out of a can, right, either, apparently. Okay, but the rest of it, though. It, yeah, you're right. Yeah, the overall message. Like, you think that's... these companies should pay attention? Maybe, yeah, I would think so. Wow. All <laughs> right, other entertainment news. Well... They weren't kidding. It actually happened. It's an Aerosmith farewell tour. True. But it's going to be a big one. And there is a South Florida date. It is called the Peace Out uh, the Peace Out Tour, which is going to be uh, kicking off here pretty soon. It's about, 40, it's about 40 cities. Right. October 20th is going to be South Florida, at least as far as uh, FLA Live Arena. Yeah, it starts uh, September 2nd in Philadelphia. Was this the worst kept secret in the world, though? I know, and they For even <laughs> dropped the countdown clock early. It was like 10 of, they said, all right, here it is. Well, the, the funny part about it is they had those peace out signs, like banners all over the place at arenas across the country. Right. So people are like, okay, Aerosmith, peace out. It must be a farewell tour. And then Joe Perry said, oh, we're going on tour. <laughs> then the countdown clock, they just totally ignored. It makes me wonder, was somebody going to just break it, the story? And that's why they went on the Today Show at like 9 o'clock yesterday morning and know. they announced the whole thing. I don't know what that was. But Tickets. they had this mat. They put a lot of money into the marketing. A big, huge star-studded video yeah. came along with this. All the people that are in it. A ton of them. Here was, uh, here's the end of it. it. It's Joe Perry picking up the phone. Hello. That's not true. 
true, right? It's true. All I can say is... Peace out! And if you think we're joking, dream on. I think they're going with the hippie wow. peace out thing, too, is because it all started in 1970. That's a big, that's a big theme uh-huh. of it. Who knows? Well, anyway, what's really cool is if uh, Boston's your hometown, New Year's Eve, that's where they'll be. Yeah, and October 20th in in Sunrise. Pretty Pretty cool. cool. All right, uh, we'll get to the uh, Gordon Lightfoot news later. The guy was 84, but I had forgotten how many hits that guy wrote. He passed away. A lot of hits. And an amazing story about one of the biggest hits he ever had was the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. Really is pretty cool, the story about that one. I don't know if I've ever heard of of a hit song. With this kind of a background. Isn't that amazing? Unbelievable. Mm. All right, that and some headlines next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. That sounds nice. Dry news is good news. Thank you, Jennifer Correa. The South Florida Morning Show. There's Jen, there's Diener. I'm Bill. Uh, a couple of Texas stories to start off this segment. First of all, what's up with the manhunt? How, can, how come they can't find this nut? You know, what's really concerning about that is here's a man that was deported Four separate times, by the way, made his way back into the United States, only to kill the five people next door that complained about his AR-15 shooting. Uh, Not a nice man. But this, according to the FBI, there's like 250 different agencies now involved trying to catch this man. They have no idea where he is. And I'm thinking, if he gets back to Mexico, you'll never find him. No, exactly. And that's probably where he is. I mean, they did confirm it was was here illegally. Here illegally. So I'm... more than likely, he's got connections still in Mexico. So there you go. There goes it's, that. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's it's horrible. But I mean, you've been deported four times already. Hello, yeah, and you make your way back into the United States. So it's 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 just a horrific story. Horrific story. The other uh, national story affecting that state is this. It's it's happening again. The mayors of two major Democratic-led cities are asking the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, to please stop, please stop sending migrants our way. Oh, Chicago mayor. Lori Lightfoot, do you remember? Oh, God. Remember her? Yeah, well. And uh, New York City Mayor Eric Adams had both said the busing of migrants is straining their resources. Ah, so what do you think it's doing to Texas? Well, the new mayor of Chicago wow. followed up with that, and he's. Uh, it's interesting that he's like called the resources of the former mayor to help with this, because the busing of the migrants to this, their city started under her term. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, you know what? Can you blame Greg Abbott, though? Talk about getting a point across. These people are all like, oh, you know, we don't have an immigration problem. Yet when we start sending these immigrants to their cities, they get upset about it because they don't have the resources. What do you think Texas and Arizona are dealing with in California? California is a different story. Right. But uh, Texas and Arizona are taking the blunt brunt of it. California, they accept everybody and it, it costs you billions of dollars to live there because of it. And they get more. They get just as many rights as an illegal in California as you do as a citizen. And the Chicago yeah. press conference yesterday, where they teamed up, they, mm-hmm. s- they said the busing of migrants is straining their resources in that city and is making it inhumane. Oh, but they don't care about Texas or Arizona, no. or California, nah. what they're dealing with. Nah. No, nah. <laughs> it's you know what it was. A, uh, unfortunately, for the, I, they say that the people, when they come across the border, that whether they're from El Salvador or Mexico or wherever they're coming from, that they ask all of these people coming across the border, would you like to go to Chicago? Yeah. You know, it's not like they're just putting a bunch of, you know, 80 people on a bus and just shipping them there. It's the odds are they say they know somebody there or they want to go see the city or they've heard about the city. And, yeah, I want to go there or New York or whatever the case may be. It's not like they're just throwing people over there. These people want to be in that city. For whatever reason. So it's, I think it's far better than busing them to some little podunk town in Texas where they're strained to the max to begin with. Right. There's no education. There's no housing. There's no jobs. 
And who wins in that situation? Nobody. The town doesn't win. The person coming across the border who's trying to find a new life here isn't going to have any success. And it's just a disaster from the beginning. And by the way, the federal government's also done this. In this case, when when DeSantis took all that heat for shipping them up to Martha's Vineyard, right. those were flown to Jacksonville right. from Texas, I think. How do you like that? Yeah. So I mean, by the federal government. So mm-hmm. in the dead of night, they were going to drop a bunch of illegals into our state. And he shipped him out, and nobody knew until he made a you know a big deal about right. that. Right, it's it's you know what it happens all the time. And by the way, that uh, that whole what is it Title Forty Two getting ready to end? Is it next week? Yeah, I think it's is it next Tuesday it ends. Wait, yep. do you think there's going to be a problem now? They say they already have asked to triple quadruple the staff they have at the border. <laughs> and and how's you know, that going to help? It's not going to help when you get hundreds of thousands of people showing up each and every day. Wow, and they're just going to let them in. I, I don't know how we're how you can handle the financial stress of this. And better news and local news, I think. Isn't she live here? Don't they both live here? Tennis legend Serena Williams? Yes, I still gonna do. Ha- it's going to have her second child. How do you like that? Good for her. I wonder if any of her kids are going to grow up to be like great tennis players. Because I know they already have, and her daughter's, her daughter's yeah. a little bit older now, maybe four. Uh, they've already put a tennis racket in the little girl's hands. And no pressure there, there at all. Wow. Your aunt and your mother. Right. <laughs> I'm not, tired of you. It's not like it's just your father or just your mother. It's the whole family. I'm tired of your tennis <laughs> lessons. Okay, go see auntie. Let's it's, see how that goes. see how that works out. She made the announcement on social media, and then she went to the Met Gala, that crazy thing, last night with her husband. Mm, she, good uh, for her. Remember she won the 2017 Australian Open while eight weeks pregnant? That You should get two titles for that. Do you remember that? That was crazy. Yeah. It was like, oh, my goodness. Oh, that's nuts. You're, you're playing tennis. And she's uh, she stepped away. Remember, she said she wanted to concentrate on her career. And and I guess it's probably it would I would assume it has a lot to do with her clothing line. Oh, that could be. okay. so but uh, she's based in Palm Beach Gardens, too. I'm pretty sure they still live. uh, Maybe it's still in Ballon Isles, I think. I'm not sure. But somewhere it was a great compound. She and her sister bought. So everybody's in Florida somehow. Yeah, it's true. So good for her. Congratulations, Serena. The other rock and roll news we had. Rock and roll, and I guess folk too. A little bit of country. Uh, Gordon Lightfoot, legendary writer, uh, you know, performer. He had a bunch of hit singles. Well, he passed away, but he was eighty-four. Yeah, he was older. By the way, he was still on tour, and it just canceled the tour. He, he was canceled. on tour. Yes, he was. He had been on tour, and he had just recently canceled it because he got sick. And unfortunately, now, obviously, you know, he's not here anymore. The tour has stopped. But Aww. he was eighty-four. But Elvis Presley's song. Early morning rain. Yeah, he wrote it. Is that right? Yeah, that was a Gordon Lightfoot song. I didn't. I mean, everybody knows the legendaries, you know, like Sundown and Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. But I didn't know he wrote for other people too. Yeah. By the way, Sundown was yes. about his girlfriend at the time, whose name was Kathy Smith. How do you remember Kathy Smith? After their relationship was over, she made headline news when she was the one who injected John Belushi with the overdose drug. Oh, good Lord. In 1982. <laughs> Should have called her fall down. Yeah. Jeez. So, but that's what it was all about. She unfortunately passed away in 2020. But yeah, that was, who knew his girlfriend was the one who killed John Belushi? Yikes. That's kind of scary. Weird. Wow. So anyway. this crazy story. It's a little long. But the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which a lot of people had heard, it was a one take. And here's a bunch of the band members talking about it. Tape was rolling. Barry said to Gord, when do you want me to come in? And he said, I'll give you a nod. We get to whatever it is, the third verse, and Gord gives me the big nod. I do a drum fill to come in. We went right through the song, top to bottom. It was very elemental and raw, but it had magic to it. It was not only a first take, it was the first time we'd ever played the song 
That's the record. And isn't it like 10 minutes long or something? It's like six and a half. It's a long it's song. really long. It's like six and a half minutes. And the whole thing was no one was ever going to play it because it was so long. <laughs> right. Kind of like Queen when, you know, they did, you know, yeah. that, their whole album there was like, no one's going to play a seven minute song. And look what happened. Um, yeah, it was huge. It was a huge hit for him. Wow. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. What's going on in your world? Stuff you need to know. Jen's got the first one. Well, we were dealing with tornadoes, but uh, Farmersville, Illinois, Uh dealing with probably one of the worst accidents you've ever seen. A crash involving 72 vehicles. This was unbelievable. And what caused it? 35 to 45 mile an hour winds picking up the dust from nearby farms and creating basically... A sandstorm that you couldn't see in. Zero visibility. Zero visibility. They had all these cars crashing into each other. People were killed. 37 were injured, possibly even more. And they said, the cops said it was the worst scene they ever had to deal with because they couldn't see where they were going to get. They couldn't get emergency vehicles in because it was just a a sand out or a white out, as you would say. It took them hours to get to people. And they said the only way they could work the accident scene, which was in excess of like five miles long was to go literally car to car. That's how bad the visibility was. So they didn't know if somebody was dead or alive until they opened up the door or got to the car. And they felt their way through the scene. All because of a sandstorm. Yeah, amazing. They said the Dust Bowl in the 30s was like that. Like, wiping out, like, whole towns. Jeez. Unbelievable. It, but it Which just, is scary, though, because you, you don't even, you can't even see what you're pulling over right. yeah. onto, you know, to stay out of the way. It was horror. And, and it they happened couldn't like, see you when you're stationary, so I'm sure a lot of those people got hit. Right. So it was just, and it happened, like, almost wow. instantaniously. That's crazy. How scary is what that is. People died and everything. All it's terrible, yeah. Yikes. And it comes out of nowhere. Like, what are you supposed to do? No, you can't. Nothing. You're stuck. Gosh. Wow. Pray somebody isn't going to hit you from behind which is what happened. Yeah. Well, the whole mortgage game is different today, as of yesterday, actually. Mortgage fees have increased for those with high credit scores. You got that? Increase for high credit scores. Okay. Fall for those with lower credit scores. This is a Biden administration plan that was enacted yesterday. Great. Now, what's the goal? The White House says the goal is to create more affordable housing, help borrowers with lower scores get into a home. Of course, the critics say what's obvious you're penalizing people who worked hard to get good credit and rewards bad behavior. Yep. And it, also is, gonna, it is the law of the land now. It's also going to create another housing, I think, a housing disaster. I that, could see it happening. It's yes. a great yeah. point. You know, it really is because it's, it's going to be a domino effect. You're letting in people. You think you're just going to have good credit all of a sudden? You think all like they're just going to have more money in the bank and they're going to start paying their bills because they get a house? No. What you're going to create is this pool of poor home, home buyers. Yeah. I mean, well, that's like the last crisis. It was similar, I think, because you had a lot of people. Remember all those? I'm sure you knew people, too. Lauren and I would look at people before 2008, before 2009 going, okay, I know what they do. How are they affording a $600,000 house? Or a million and a half dollar house. And it turns out they couldn't. Yeah, right. they and, then, and they weren't paying any bills. They weren't paying anything. They were way behind. Now, this is not to demonize people who are just trying to make their credit score better, trying to get into a home. I get that. But this seems to be one of those plans. That on paper, that's nice. That's a plan. It looks like that'll work out. That's, you know, that's equity. No. In reality, it could create a disaster like what you're saying. Yep. Yeah. It's going to be another home crisis. And it also penalizes people who have worked hard it to does. boost up their credit. It does. Well, you, you've so, worked hard. You've done. You've been responsible. The incentive Why is- should you pay a higher interest rate? Right. Well, your incentive is don't pay your credit card yeah, bills. Yeah, really? 
Um, so your score does fall. Coming up at 8.03 to get more details on this, of some background and maybe what to do. We had him on during tax time. Uh, David Bradley calls himself the conservative CPA. He's got some background on this to talk about, so I think it's going to be good to talk about him. That'll be coming up at uh, 8.03. Yeah, that'll be good. It's, 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 it's a big story, and it's infuriating in a lot of ways, honestly. So, we were talking about the writer's strike earlier, guys. Yeah. You know, we are t- saying how, you know, what's going to happen to the late night shows and all that stuff. Because they're the ones that are really affected. No yeah. great loss. The biggest ones, yeah. You know, there's some stuff, obviously, with Hollywood and things like that. But all the shows, you know, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Seth Meyers, all that stuff. They're all going to go away starting Tuesday. And one of the things that the Writers Guild is upset about... When it comes to the strike, of course, you know, money being yeah, the top one. Exactly. You know, royalties with streaming and everything like that. But one of the things that they're trying to negotiate, and I find this interesting, is AI. Because we were talking about this earlier wow. as well. So you kind of put it all together. They don't want to be replaced by AI. They're going to be if they do this. So that's right. See, and that's so it might have part. the reverse effect. I hope it does. If they strike too long, see, they're rolling the dice here because if they strike too long, then the producers are going to start saying, well, let's try out this AI stuff that they're trying to negotiate against. But that's that's one of the big holdups is the Writers Guild of America <laughs> wow. is saying that, you know what? If we're going to make this deal. We want it written in there that AI cannot write scripts. It cannot um, rewrite any scripts. It's not going to be reviewed by AI. It has to be human jobs for, for, for writers. Who would Holy be cow. the first? I don't know if any will do it, but who would be the first smart late night talk show host to survive, don't go off the air like they're all planning to do. Stay on the air and just make a joke about it and do AI written monologues. I some wonder. of them are going to be terrible jokes, but some of them are going to be awesome. And, and you can actually, you could gain throughout this whole thing. Will mm. they be looked upon down upon though? You know, yeah, because they they're be like looked, scabbers. Then yeah, right. Yeah. Would you be looked at as like, oh, you can't believe you're trying to replace jobs of thousands oh, of writers? The union would be mad at you, sure. Right. But so what? It's 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 really quite interesting to see how this develops. It's a whole new wrinkle. I've never seen a strike like this where the whole workforce is trying not to be replaced by artificial wow. intelligence. And what would you say when we were talking about AI originally? It's only been around how long? How long? I mean, I mean in this capacity, a few years for for open AI, like five. Yeah. It's, As they've been testing beta versions. Sure. It's kind of scary, isn't this, it? You know what was scary though? You look at the earlier versions mm. of this thing before it had. I guess uh, an offensive filter. Some of the things they would come up with were unreal. Because oh, right. it just grabs things that were taken from, like it had like dirty jokes and stuff. And oh, jeez. Because all it does, all it can do, is take things that have already been published, which is why people who are afraid of, you know, the bias in AI as far as news is, because most of the things that have been published are extremely liberal. Right. Right. So it's the opposite end of our right. spectrum. <laughs> well, if you want to get off the grid and get away from AI and get away from the talk shows. A British wildlife group has the perfect job for you. They are actually calling it the worst job ever. Oh, wow. You have to spend 13 months, a year and one month, on one of the most remotest islands in the world. The Galapagos. To study the bird population. Oh, no. The Royal Society for the Protection of Birds. It's the RSPB, by the way. Oh, Here's the listing. It's in a British territory called Gough Island, which is about 1,500 miles from Africa in the South Atlantic Ocean. The only way to get there, by the way, by boat. Sounds like it's in the middle of nowhere. There are (laughs) seven other people who are employed by the RSPB (laughs) on the island with you, along with eight million birds. Oh, my good gosh. You have to be willing to work long hours to track the bird (laughs) and their lifestyle. All this for a whopping 
$35,000 a year. Oh, are you serious? Oh. They said it. See, now, Jen, for $34,000, I was in. <laughs> but when you added that extra thousand, that. Nah. For thirty five grand, you want $8 million. This would be my daughter's worst nightmare. She hates birds. <laughs> really? Oh, she's petrified of birds. I wonder oh. why. Because I, I, if she had a parakeet, it was a little and attacked her. I don't oh. know. Well, she, that would do it. She hates birds. She's petrified uh, of them. I'm not a big fan of birds. Nah. She, As a pet. I mean, I love them in the nature. But... We were at the, one of those drive through things, and yeah. the emus came up, and the arches, I rolled down the window. She was like, <laughs> <laughs> that, Those things like, will peck your eyes out. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're mean. <laughs> All right. So... <clears throat> Wrote down some notes from this preposterous Met Gala thing last night okay. so, that, so that nobody else would have to. Yes, okay, please. thank you. And I know these are visuals. I get it. But I'll try to describe some of the... It's all about the stuff they wear, right? Right. Okay. Let me just give you a little listing. Jared Leto arrived yes. completely in disguise in a cat suit. That was him in the cat suit? Yes. Which it's a grabbed, nice cat suit, by the way. <laughs> which grabbed the attention of Lizzo. Oh, dear. Who petted him? Of course. <laughs> Doja Cat made her way to the Met Gala. It's her debut dressed in a white feathered gown with cat nose prosthetic. <laughs> I love Bill's notes on the Met Gala. <laughs> Doja Cat, though. I wish. She should have had the cat suit yeah, on. Well, There's a strong assist from my daughter, by the way, who was all into this. <laughs> really? I, I don't get it. The one from New York? Yeah. Okay. Rihanna <laughs> stepped on the red carpet an hour late, revealing an oversized white floral dress. Fun. Oh, she's pregnant, isn't she? Yes, oh, she yeah. is. Other stars who were there were Olivia Rodrigo, Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian looked good, I got to tell you. Mm. That one I actually did see. The Kardashians all look good. They all yeah. didn't have much money clothes on, but they looked good. Oh. This one was especially over the top, though, because there was a theme. Karl Lagerfeld, a line of beauty. So they were trying to up, uh, up their fashion game. Ah. What's his name? Uh, the Mandalorian was there. He had on this red outfit with shorts, black shorts. Huh. Interesting. I was like, okay. A lot of the Disney <laughs> folks were, or I should say Marvel folks were. Yeah. It's like, okay. Some of the uh, the outfits are pretty wild. Blake Lively looked phenomenal. Yes. I was, yeah, got to say that. Oh, yes. really? I yes. missed her. I saw her You know who else media. was there? Giselle. I didn't see Tom oh, Brady anywhere. She looked like an angel. Tom Brady's been there a few times, right? Uh, with oh, Giselle. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Some uh. of the worst <laughs> outfits, some of the worst memes of Brady you've ever seen came from the Met Gala. The oh, stuff no. he was wearing. Because of her. Oh, the good old Mechella. Wow. Oh, Never boy. disappoints. So let me, I, I'm not sure what to make of this. And this is the only reason why I'm posing the question. So the the Panthers are playing the Toronto Maple Leafs starting tonight in Toronto. <laughs> Uh-oh. I know. I know what you're going to say. And the Panthers, now games one and two are in Toronto. So that's relevant to the story because games three and four and six, if it goes that far, down here in Sunrise at FLA Live Arena. The Panthers came out yesterday and said that they are not selling tickets to Canadians. They're selling it only within the United States. And obviously, if you can buy it on secondary markets, you're from Toronto, you have a stub on and things like that. But is that a normal thing? It's been done. And I'm sorry. It just sounds like sour grapes. Congrats, Panthers. It's great. You did it. You beat the Bruins. You're moving on. It's awesome. I still can't believe it. <laughs> this is, it's been done. It's the this biggest Bush League move in sports. Is it? You are so afraid of your team, and I'll tell you personally, it was forty-five to fifty percent Bruins fans in Game oh, Three. Sure. I was, I was there. Yeah, Game it Three happens for sure. all the time. Right, it happens all the time when nobody's showing up for a Tuesday night game against somebody. You know, Winnipeg in Sunrise. It's not right. happening. You sell out your games when it's the Rangers, Islanders, Flyers, Bruins, Canadians, and Maple Leafs. Sure, that's when you sell out your games. This wow. is. I'm sorry. I, I, it's pathetic. See, that, is a, that is an absolute Bush League clown show move to do this. <laughs> that's an absolute yeah. Bush League that you're that afraid 
that you're going to get overrun in round two of the playoffs in your arena. Bush League. It's a clown show organization. It is. Wow. That's what I was wondering because I don't remember hearing about it. It's on paper. It sounds like, obviously, I'm rooting for the Panthers. I'm not trying to trash them, but it sounds like a Bush League type of thing it's where it's to- like. It's totally. The only other teams that have wow. done it. They've done it in the NBA, actually. Teams that are afraid of opposing fans blowing the arena out with support. Interesting. Because I yeah, said they were being, they were. It was weird. They were being really heavily criticized on one end yesterday, and other people saying, "Oh, it's it's nothing. A lot of teams do this. Not a lot. So of I teams wasn't do sure it. where where this fell. A lot of teams don't do it. No, interesting. It's bush league, is what it is. Holy right. cow! Absolutely. I'd never bush heard league. of it before, but it, it does look. It looks bad because you can't sell out your own arena with you, your own fans. You're that afraid of getting drowned yeah. out of 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 supposed local fans selling their tickets to. There's still going to be oh sure. a lot of Maple Leafs fans. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. This is a, this is a golden shot for for Toronto, by the way. It is. This is. I think it's their year. I really do. Go Leafs, go! I would like to see a, a Canadian team win. I mean, Edmonton's doing really well on the other end. And an so. original six team. I'd love to see it. Right. Happen. I mean, obviously, I'm rooting for the Panthers, but if they get out, I'd like to see some some Canadian team win. I, I wish about Canada always loses. And I, I, I can't support them. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't. That's such. That's such a goofy move. It is. Yeah. It's. And it's, it doesn't surprise me at all. It seems kind of weird. I I don't remember hearing about that, but. Well, that's what they're doing. So they're only selling it to United States residents. Obviously, there's a ton of Maple Leafs that live in the United States, yeah. but, you know, fans, I should say. Yeah, but they've done it by, like, area code. You put in your phone and your right. email address, and they'll track you down and keep you out there. Okay. Wow. <laughs> why, don't you just sell, why don't you just sell out your arena with this fan base you claim to have? Why don't you do that? I have a feeling that games three and four are still going to be plenty of Maple Leafs fans. <laughs> You're Probably not keep will. Them out of the building. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? If I were a Maple Leaf fan and I have a Canadian address, I'd just call up a friend of mine in the United States and say, buy my ticket. Yeah, that's all it is. I mean, as, <laughs> right. to, you be, know? to be fair, I'm sure there's some Panthers fans listening to be like, I was at game six. It was, it was really an incredible crowd in game six. But I know like, like when you were there at game three, there was a lot of Boston fans there. So I've been to two hockey games, one with Bill and one with a mutual friend of ours, both Bruins. And the Bruins had to be 75% of the audience. Sure. Against the Panthers. I've been to a Canadians Panthers game before. It was I'm saying 80 percent Canadians fans. Wow! And that's Montreal, Toronto. There's more people for Toronto down here. It's a huge following. All right, we'll see. Yeah. And if you want to stop that and you want to change the narrative, support your local team. You got a great team here. Why don't you support it? Gotta come out. We'll see how the series goes. Wow. Sorry, I didn't mean to make this go long. You got them all riled (laughs) up now. I I just, I, I just hate that. It's like that's so goofy. Yeah, it's just stupid. It just makes you look bad. That's all. Uh, President Trump is going to go on CNN. What? What? <laughs> it's a town hall, and it's coming up next week. It's crazy. I can't wait. I this is a good like, idea. Just for entertainment, this, this is going to be great. Never mind the writer strike. Just put Trump on CNN. That's even better. <laughs> wow. That's right. Holy right. Cow. And an art show happened where they had a banana on a wall. Oh, this is so stupid. <laughs> so a kid ate it. He was hungry. I don't blame him. That and more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. You remember, Jen? It wasn't that long ago. President Trump said this directly to CNN. I don't know which anchor. It wasn't Acosta. Somebody from CNN. You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be working. (laughs) Wow. Just working at all. You shouldn't be working. (laughs) Shouldn't have a job. Well, listen to this. He's going to appear at a CNN presidential town hall next week in New Hampshire. This is going to be entertainment must-watch TV. Wow. We're going to get great sound from this. It's going to be. It was Jim Acosta, by the way. Was it? Yes, it was. Caitlin Collins is going to moderate the event, which makes it even more interesting. If you've ever seen her, she is the, uh, it's kind of unfair, but they call her resting, uh, you know what, yeah, face? Yeah, RBF, yeah. She, uh, <laughs> she's tr- I, think I, she I want to see the, the interaction. She's like the poster child for that term, <laughs> by the way. She was one of those, though, that ratted out Don Lemon, Don Lemon. 
You got him fired. She was a co-anchor in that morning show. Oh, good for her. You know what? He's a jerk. He needed to go. This is going to happen on uh, May 10th. Trump's going to take questions from local Republicans and undeclared voters in New Hampshire ahead of the primary. It's a town hall style event, which is good for him. This is smart. It's, and it's just him? It, there's no other candidates up there with him. It's they're, just him. They're just saying, so far anyway, they're just saying him and uh, Caitlin Collins is going to moderate it and he's going to take some questions. Okay, that leads me to believe that CNN's actually going to start going a little bit right. And they realize that if they don't embrace Trump, they're going to die in the ratings and they will eventually all be unemployed. They this have might to. Be a, this might be a golden uh, a golden leaf. Yeah, I, I no. don't, I'm shocked he accepted it. You know what? As as you mentioned before, he's best when he's on his feet, unlike the current president. The former one is best when he's in a one-on-one situation with a, a, a small group of individuals, which I'm sure this is going to be. Absolutely. And just taking questions from it's, everyday people who have the, concerns. It's the format he's always done well with. Yeah. And it's I think it's smart just to go on CNN, a different, different audience. And this undecided voters thing is smart. There's still a lot of people who are like, yeah, I don't know. I voted for Trump the last time. I'm not so sure. So if he hits it out of the park and he he becomes good Trump, good idea. Well, it should be interesting to see with all these undecided voters. I would assume many of them are also Democrats, to be honest with you. Oh, sure. Uh, If they what they say about uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., if that is even brought up, Uh are you you worried about him and not the president? Right. Uh, Because uh, the president, the current one, is going to bury himself. Just by how he speaks, his actions, he's trying. You know that that's a big deal. When would you say seventy percent of Democrats didn't want him running again? Seventy. That's seven out of ten. Party. Seven out of ten. Joe, don't run. Don't run, Joe. You're too old. All right. Here's ridiculous news from the ridiculous art world. If you put a banana on a wall and you duct tape it and you call it art, don't be surprised when a kid eats it. <laughs> you know what the funny part about it is? I put this up on our webpage at the other radio station. Then I did some research. This has happened numerous times. Really? Is it part of the show? It, well, here's the thing. Wherever it's a banana, of course, duct taped to the wall. Yeah. It is by an Italian artist, and it's a traveling piece, by the way. They oh. go from museum to museum. Sure. And what happens is, is every couple of days, part of the deal is the museum has to change the banana because the banana starts to rot, obviously. So it has happened before. It was an, a, this Italian artist put it up. And then another artist who had a gallery, an art show in the same gallery, went over, ripped off the tape, ate the banana, and then put the peel back up and said... That's performance art. Uh, so I had to give that guy credit. But this kid in South Korea, I guess, he said he was just hungry and he saw the banana on the wall, so he took it off and he ate it. I can't blame the What's kid. What's wrong with that? And then he probably knew. I get a feeling it's the artist that's actually paying people to do this just to keep the, the art, if you want to call a banana duct tape to the wall art. Right. Just to keep it alive. Because otherwise, why would we be talking about this traveling yeah. art show? By the way, it's got a name. It's called Comedian. Oh, there you go. <laughs> the, the, the banana duct tape to the wall is called Comedian. Well, why don't we just get, a, you know, let's get a piece of fruit, stick it to the wall and call it something else and see if we, he sold one of these things for $120,000, by the way. Okay. Okay. I, it's I, craziness. I, I think this modern art thing is that it's the biggest satire in the world. It really is. Yeah, you're it's right. It's making fun of the people that buy it, I think. It's crazy. Wow. And well, look what they pay for the Bansky thing. Exactly. No one even knows who the guy is. Well, local voices are raising tonight. They want a local... Uh, Landmark and tradition to stay on Lake Worth Beach. Yeah, you know what? I give people credit, and I, yeah. I hope maybe they they have some impact. It would be nice to see. It's a uh, 
It's a show of support for Benny's on the Beach. And we've got the details in the Aerosmith tour. Yes, it is coming to your neck of the woods. And then we have a guest coming up Oh, we've got to talk about that. That's right. Before any of that happens, we're going to talk to David Bradley. We talked to him right before tax time. He's the conservative CPA, he calls himself. He's got some good background on these new mortgage rate rules to Stupid. try to explain it. They're dumb rules, if and, you ask me. And maybe how to get around them. Who knows? That's wow. coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Well, yesterday was the day the mortgage fee game is completely changed by rapid fire just a couple of minutes ago. Mortgage fees are going to increase for those with high credit scores. And fall for those with lower credit scores. And it sounds like it's a bad headline, but you are actually speaking the truth. So what's the goal? The White House says to create more affordable housing and help borrowers with lower scores get into a home. Okay, I get that, but aren't you penalizing people who have worked hard to get good credit scores? Well, and and where is the incentive to maintain a good credit score? Yeah, and, well, that's another big, but long-term right. And does this lead to another housing crisis, you know, a year or two down the road? David Bradley is the conservative CPA. We talked to him right before tax time. He was great, so we figured this is the guy that's going to know the ins and outs of this and maybe some, I don't know. David, first of all, welcome back to the show. Is there a workaround on this? Uh, you, you know, the, in, it's interesting. Thank you for having me on, sure. guys. Uh, again, the, uh, yeah, we, my, my wife and I, we've owned a mortgage company, too, for, gosh, since 2001, so we kind of have a little inside, inside baseball on a lot of this. Yeah stuff as well uh, my wife runs that company but but the uh yeah i mean it, it they did this back before 08 people forget that because i remember we used to have subsidies for fha now this subsidy it's a subsidy we can call it what it is a subsidy for people with lower credit scores and uh to get into a home because you were you're penalized if you have a higher credit score and a higher down payment now that goes against all risk factors uh, in anybody's book, is, yeah. is higher higher credit score, more responsible with a higher down payment, less risk, and it's just the opposite. So it's subsidizing the people with lower credit scores and lower down payments, unfortunately. But it did that back in 08, and we can see what happened in 08. The highest default rate are people with lower credit scores and lower down payments. So it's just inevitable that's going to happen again. Oh, so how does the, you know what, this was an executive order from the president? Is that what this was? Yeah, and so yeah, and it's only it's only for uh, conventional loans, which are Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. So those are that's the distinguishing factor. It's not on the the government loans technically, which are the FHAs, the VAs. Well, VAs 100% financing, right? Anyway, but but your FHAs and your jumbo loans, those things that are we call them non-conforming, which they don't conform to Fannie and Freddie, which are your standard you know your standard loans, conventional. So it's not for even FHA. Uh, but I did. We do have lenders now that are coming out with with DPA. We call them our down payment assistance programs now to uh, to be more competitive with these higher rates. They're coming out with DPA programs again. Again, we're we're creating the same problems that we created back to 408 again. Yeah, well, in 08, if you remember, I mean, Bill and I were just having this conversation, yeah. David, off the air. How many people that we know that we knew couldn't afford the home they were in? And we we're like, how are they affording this place? Turns out they couldn't. Yeah, they couldn't. And they weren't making payments. And we, I know somebody personally who was in a house for more than two years and never made a payment. I know a couple of those. Sure. And, and yeah. living high on the hog. Yeah, yeah, no, because they had that that rule, especially you know, even during COVID. Yeah, there was that that moratorium on on eviction, 
And we had a, I had a lot of clients that have rental properties that couldn't even evict, and they were and people were not making their rent payments. So, oh, wow, see, this it's just a different flavor, same ice cream, but it's the uh, it's it's just uh, unfortunate that people that are responsible are having to subsidize people that aren't because there's no incentive to do so. Again, when you get into things where these are subsidies, it's you know it's it's kind of going towards a socialistic type of a of an economy. That's how that stuff works. There's no responsibility. We'll take care of you. It seems to be, and not to de- we're not trying to demonize people who are just trying to, you know, build up their credit again, or, or maybe get into a home for the first time, whatever it is. Right. I totally understand that. But doesn't this seem like something that's that's you know one of those classic good on paper, but in reality, could not only be a bad idea, as you had kind of intimated before, David. It, this could lead to another housing crash if things got way out of hand, couldn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie, The Big Short. Oh yeah. Oh yes. That that was really an it. You know, you kind of have to follow it because it is kind of moving quick. It is. It's a lot of work, but it's good. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So it's a very good movie, and I remember going to see that movie. But it was it's very the derivatives are derivatives on there's bets on bets on bets. That's what derivatives are. They're betting that something's going to happen, and somebody bets against that derivative, and somebody bets against those two derivatives. So you have you know quadrillions of derivatives out there and so it's inevitable our whole financial system will have to be reset just to how is it how is it going to look and, and, and it wouldn't surprise me that it happens this year so hard assets i think are going to be the the winners in all this uh you know gold silver and maybe some crypto if you can if the internet's working you know yeah because that's always impacted <laughs> by crypto is, is, is you got to have the internet to make it work so so wow. uh, a lot, lot of different reasons but i think uh people talk about real estate being hit uh, after all this stuff. Oh, wait, yeah, it did get hit, but it, you can see what happened. It came back up. We're, we're inevitably going to have more hyperinflation because they're going to have to print. The more money you print and put in circulation, the faster asset prices will have to increase because there's more money chasing fewer assets. So uh, that's why you see, you know, even in our area here in, in Dallas area, there's certain areas pockets that, that this thing softened, but the market is starting to starting to uh, settle again, and I think we're going to have another run at some point in time, especially because they're going to have to start dropping rates. Yeah. Uh, you, you, I think they've kind of topped out. You may see a quarter point tomorrow with the Fed, something like that, but uh, that's uh, going to have to that up within the next 12 to 18 months. And does, then yeah. you're going to see asset prices go up again. Does that start to, and I guess this goes right back to the mortgage fee thing on the, uh, on the residential business, does this start to affect... The commercial real estate uh, business as well. I mean, are we looking at a, at a at a crash in that area as well? We already we at least in our area we have a lot of empty office space. Because you think about COVID changed the outlook on on uh, commercials. Right. So people can say, hey, we can because before it was frowned upon. You don't have an office. You're not working in an office. And now it's like you do a Zoom call. Of course, I was doing Zoom before that because I only meet probably ten percent of my clients. The rest just call me and heard about me and they. Mm-hmm do business with me from afar, but the, uh, you know, Zoom is very widely accepted as doing business and not having an expensive office and commercial real estate, you can see that. But when you talk about residential, obviously, you know, it's location, location, location. We're talking about real estate, but it's, people have to live somewhere, but they don't have to have an office if they, they could work out of their home. Right. So it's a necessity situation. So I'd rather obviously own uh, residential, but there's a lot of people who are going to make a lot of money in commercial real estate. It's just a matter of knowing 
what to buy, and there are still going to be people with offices like myself uh, that that like that home away from home, yeah. as they say. Right. You know, right? Let, but, let me, uh, no, commercial is going to get hit. Well, let me ask you about another topic, if we can. The situation with the banks. We had a third major one close in the First Republic taken over by who took it over? Chase. Chase, Chase took it Chase. over, right? Yeah, Chase. Yeah. And the government yeah. says, oh, you know, the, the people aren't on the line for this. Uh, how many more banks are going to go under? And how do you allay the fears of people who say, is my bank safe? Should I keep money under the mattress or in the wall? Well, they've kind of come out and they backstopped with uh, Silicon Valley Bank, SVB, because there's a lot of people with a lot of money and uh, in that bank in Silicon Valley. It's very interesting because if you look at the four banks, you have – you have, uh, um, you know, Silicon Valley Bank. I think that was a uh, that was shrapnel effect from the these other two banks. You have Signature Bank in in New York, and you had um, Silvergate Bank in California. Both of those banks, those two banks, were on on ramps for crypto. Those were on ramps for the crypto market. So those were, I think, those were. They went after them because they're trying to. They don't want crypto <laughs> out there in the market. They want to have the CBDC, the central bank digital currency. So those two banks happen to be crypto on board. You know, were the on ramp for the money for the crypto business and right. The, the, they were uh, wow. exchanges, right? And then you know, Silicon Valley Bank was another. I think that was shrapnel from from Silvergate over in California. And somebody said, "Hey, you know, one of the managers, uh, hedge fund managers, said, hey, you may want to.'" These guys have some losses on some treasuries, $1.8 billion of losses on treasuries. You may need to maybe kind of keep track of your money and not have over 250000 in an account. And that kind of caused a bank run uh, on the uh, on that bank, and it took them under in a, within 48 hours. I mean, there was just so much money coming out of the bank uh, out of there. So that was, a, that was a, I think, that was shrapnel from the other. And then you have, you know, this uh, First Republic. As well, that's the second largest bank failure in the United States history. So it's not a small thing. It's not a regional bank. It's not a small bank. So we kind of see the cracks in the system right now. But, but uh, yeah, no, there's going to be more. There's going to be again this whole system that will reset. Um, we don't know how it's going to handle. I don't think the people that are doing it. I think they have intention on where they want to see it go. But uh, it could get uh, crazy here over the next year or two. Uh, well. as it, as we figure it out. The game is uh, is different. I think there's a lot of moving pieces. you got to pay closer attention wow. to your personal finance and uh, and more. This is why uh, this is why I wanted to have you on. Uh, David Bradley, the conservative CPA. What's the place, best place to find you? I have up on uh, one of my one of my pages right now is myirsdoctor.com. Is that where we find you, the best place? Yes, that's one. That's my website. I do specialize in helping people with IRS problems and defense uh, against the IRS. All right, my man. We'll talk yeah. to you again soon when something <laughs> happens. Hopefully, it's not bad news in the finance department, though. Jeez. No, no. You guys, you guys have a great week. You too. You Take too. care, pal. Thanks, Appreciate David. it very much. Take care. Hey, speaking of uh, commercial real estate, there mm-hmm. is a uh, not an uprising. People just want to make their voices heard locally in Lake Worth Beach. They're trying to save Benny's on the beach. I think it's a brilliant idea, and hopefully, their their support will win. I think so. That's tonight, right? Yep. Some details on that. And uh, music news, big, too, coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Thank you, Jennifer Correa. That sounds nice. Drier weather is good. Dry is good news. We like that. Hey, and there might be a new effort. There's some talk. Maybe maybe Benny's on the Beach isn't going away. In fact, that's what the resident, residents and supporters of Benny's on the Beach and Lake Worth Beach are going to be 
kind of pro- not protesting. I, th- I think it's just a gathering and a show of support. It is a peaceful protest, is how they say it. It'll happen tonight at five thirty, right at the Lake Worth Beach City Hall on uh, Dixie Highway there in Lake Worth Beach. Uh, they're upset. What happened was uh, what about a, a week or so ago? Uh, the owner of Benny on, Benny's on the Beach says he's been in negotiations with the city over a new contract. Uh, they keep on upping the price, and he's just tired. He says they keep on going back and forth. They can't come to a deal. He says I'm done fighting. I, I can't do this anymore. Uh, so he says he's shutting down. Uh, they want the city, that being, they want higher rents and they want the new lease to reflect a higher rate increase with each year, apparently. Uh, and Benny's uh, saying, I don't know if Benny's really is named Benny. I don't know where that came from, but it's been there since 1986, and he's like, can't do it anymore. So now and, people and are you like, feel for him because, that th- like you said, that thing's a local landmark. It's been there forever. But this is what makes it especially bad, though. So inflation's high. People are spending less. Rents are going up right. at commercial properties. To make it even worse for this particular place, you're negotiating not with a real estate developer or an owner of a plaza or something. You're de- dealing with a city. Yeah. They start seeing tax dollars and rent dollars. They're not going to want to come down. No. They, they want to just – well, it's, it's like when you watch development get out of control, you think, what the heck's going on? And you think, okay, the county needs money, the city needs money, whatever the case may be, because – uh, statistically, commercial real estate is what funds a lot of places because they get more on commercial real estate taxes than they do probably on regular property taxes from homes. Yeah, no so, doubt about that. You know what? They they look at that development. Oh, okay, you want to build a big complex? Sure, here you go. Your taxes are going to be X. So if they can get somebody in there who's going to pay a lot more money to lease the place, then yeah, the, the city's looking to make money. Will they know? I don't know. Because I think the only thing they're going to get in there is some sort of chain on that property, some sort of national like like franchise or chain, and that would be you know that would. But see, it takes away the whole ambiance of the situation. You know, this is a hometown. Everybody knows about Benny's on the beach. You know, it's like saying, "Oh, the Breakers is going to be taken over like by the Marriott." You know, it just it's it's a landmark. It's been there forever. There's an effect of this they're not thinking through either. I mean, there are some city leaders, I guess, that are working to save it, whatever. Unless Who knows what the rent is? But unless it's some sort of bottom dollar deal they're getting, like ridiculously getting away with low rent, it's it's worth it for just like Chamber of Commerce stuff to keep right. this place open. Give them a deal, for God's sakes. Do you know how many people have found Lake Worth Beach because of this restaurant? I know, and it's a great, it has a great well, location. Why don't you work with them? I know. It's right there on the pier. You get the, the view is phenomenal. The food's great, and, and it's been there forever. So I don't know. That that's common sense, Bill. They, they, many, wow. many cities, many counties, when it comes to giving permits for stuff, they don't think common sense. They look at dollar and cents. That's it. How much money can I make on this place? It sounds like through negotiations they've been willing to pay more in rent, but it's just something that's going to break the bed. Look at like Rosemary Square, formerly known as City Place down there. Right. There's no original places. They're gone. They're all gone. Nobody could afford rents. Holy cow. And then they find out, look at the AMC Theater. They found out what through a report that Stephen Ross just bought their block and they had to shut down the movie theater. There goes See you that. later. Bye. See ya. You know, we're going to put up more business. I, I, that makes no sense because uh, we just talked to David Bradley about there's going to be a real estate crisis with commercial land, and he's building a whole big complex of commercial buildings. It doesn't make sense. There's something, there's nothing something up. after, I, I hate to blame COVID again, but honestly, after the pandemic and shutting down the country, nothing about the economy makes sense now. Yeah, you're right. People are, there's less people working. They're making less money. Your dollar is worth less, yet rents and housing is going is skyrocketing. So true. 
And and people aren't rushing to get back to office buildings. No. I know three companies that if they don't offer their tech people the ability to work from home, they'll go somewhere else. And they'll lose their whole IT department. Sure because, they will. Absolutely. You know, I, I can do just as much in my pajamas watching TV at home than I can sitting in your office. Yep. So uh, either you let me sit at home and do it on my laptop or forget about it. Wow. And that's, that's what's happening. So it's, I, IT's taken over and they all work remotely. I do locally for a, a landmark here, though. I hope they come to some kind of decision to keep it there. They really do. You know what would look incredibly bad is if they lose Benny's on the beach at that property and right. it's empty. Oh, God, yes. That would be a stunningly bad move. Well, usually it's kind of like, you you know, you tell your children or you try to tell yourself, don't ever leave a job unless you had another one already lined up. Right. Uh, You better have somebody lined up to go in that spot. You're right. 5.30 tonight if you want to go join the peaceful protest to keep Benny's. We've got uh, Rapid Fire coming up in just a couple of minutes past the hour. We'll go around the room with news you need to know. Keep it here next for that, the South Florida Morning Show. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. What's happening in the world? Things maybe you didn't hear. We'll get you updated. Jen's got the first one. Well, usually it's the criminal that is using this device to track your car. Uh, If your daughter plans on going back to New York City, Bill, don't let her bring her car. Since the beginning of the year, they have had nearly 4,500 cars stolen in New York City. Yeah, I believe it. So what, who's going to prosecute them? Well, that's true, but who's going to catch them? Now, Mayor Eric Adams and the wonderful New York City Police Department, they have the perfect answer. They're giving out Apple AirTags to residents who live in high-prone thief areas. <laughs> Put this on your car so you're responsible for tracking your car so you can find it when it gets stolen. That's not dangerous at all. How okay, do you like so that? You, t- you track it with your uh, the air tag thing. You mm-hmm. go into a horrific neighborhood where a chop shop is chopping it up. You roll in there thinking you're going to get your Mercedes back, yeah. and you get killed. Yeah, that's good. That's, and the, that's good. The, the irony here is yeah. they're letting cops hand these out to people that I guess who drive in nicer vehicles that may be prone to be stolen. Here's the thing. The thieves, since the beginning of the year, have been hiding these air tags on these people's cars to begin with. That's how they track them so they know where they are. Ah, right. So in many cases, they put it behind your license plate, so you have no idea it's there. Yes. And then they remove it once they steal your car and they use it again. Those, so, those things goodness. are a great technology, you know, for... for Good intense. Yeah, now they're turning Scary, bad. Scary, though, because you can stalk somebody. You can slip it in their backpack or their purse or yeah. stick you, it on them. Yeah, it's it's kind of scary. So it's a tracking device. It's great for pets. You yeah, know? we have one. Yeah, you put it on the collar yeah. there. But how far do they go, though? That's, how far do they I'm not sure. It's, I think it's a ways. It's, it's pretty Is good. Is it really? A couple of miles, yeah. maybe? Oh, that's good. I, I don't mean, know. For animals, it's great. Especially right. if you got an animal that keeps on running away. That's, but I'm just saying, if, if, if your daughter takes her car... To New York City, they a police officer may hand her an air tag to track it. You know what they need though is a safety hmm. device like an air tag like detector to see if right there's one on you or on your car somewhere. It's a good yeah. idea. You know, like there wand you your car real quick or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's do let's make it right away so we become instant millionaires. That's it. Your air tag detector. Apple, get on it. We can sell them at Bed Bath and Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Save the company. Yeah. Yes. Where can you find them? <laughs> Hollywood's going on strike. What? Well, the writers, who are the majority of Hollywood. Uh, here's a writer and producer. His name is Zach Stentz. He's been uh, in the act, in the Writers Guild for years, is what he says. These are still tremendously profitable businesses, and we want to share in them since we're the, since we're the original creators of them. That's what he's talking about. They're saying they're getting no additional profits from 
streaming services, which has really changed the industry. I mean, let's let's so face true. it. Yeah. So because all the major networks now have a streaming service, all mm -hmm. of them. And, like Diener had this in the last rapid fire, they're also concerned about AI replacing them. Yeah. You write me a joke about fill in the blank. And Can you it. imagine, though? They, and you brought this up earlier. They continue to strike for what I understand what they need, more money. You're using my material and you're using it over 17 different avenues that you haven't paid me for. Exactly. It's kind of like copyrights. You know, I, I wrote it. I should be getting paid for it. Yeah. But they're going to get replaced by a, a robot, by some artificial intelligence. You're right. Somebody's going to try using it. It'll be that Seth guy. Is Seth do the do the monologue? Seth try Meyer, it out. Thing? Seth Meyers. Seth, Seth Myers, yeah. It'll be him. So all the late night talk shows, no great loss. They're all starting reruns. Uh, is it tonight? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. So I guess they have. Well, are, you know, I read Tuesday. So did they mean Tuesday? Probably tonight. tonight. Week, it's I probably guess is tonight. They're on strike. Yeah. Yeah. You think Fallon writes his own stuff? I was wondering maybe they had like a week's worth of material. Is this why? They're going through the back drawers and like, like, what jokes do we have left? <laughs> Is this why James Corden left? I don't think so. I, no, I read something fascinating about really? that. Really? Really? But how much money they were making and how much uh, how much money he was making personally and the show was bringing in nothing. Was that really? right? I guess oh. It, oh, it was amazing. It was all financial with him. So oh, no okay. return of investment on his show. None. Much. Ouch. Well, it's too bad because, I mean, he's very talented and the stuff he does is really good, but he's on so late. You're right. Who mm -hmm. watches it? He can have a YouTube channel and he'll be fine. Pretty much. <laughs> yes. He'll be fine. So this is, uh, let's file this under the category of long, long overdue. Okay. May 11th. When's May 11th? Next, uh, next Thursday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you have a family who travels internationally, have family overseas, or maybe you do some traveling yourself. Yeah. Finally, on May 11th, the VAX mandate is going to end for international travelers ending the entering the United States of America. <laughs> Finally. It's so funny. I that mean, are you serious? I, I forgot that that's even a thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So after all this time, when it was already known for, what, the past year and a half that the VAX doesn't do anything anything to stop the spread or transmission or anything having to do with COVID. It was a complete failure when it came wow. to that part of it. It's not why it was designed. No. They still kept it, this 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 mandate that you couldn't travel to the United States. Do, wait a minute. Does this mean uh, Novak Djokovic can play in tennis tournaments here That's again? right. He's or are they going to put it in place for just the weekend <laughs> when he was supposed to be here just for revenge? He's Isn't it funny back. they dropped this after the tournament he got kicked out I of? I know. He's coming back. Wow. wow. He's so going to come back with a vengeance, It does too. go. You're right, though. When it's, so when it comes to the U.S. Open in September, he'll be able to uh, play there in New York. You mean wow. it took all this time? It's just preposterous. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> so, just that there's, there was no reason for that. No. Wow. It took all this time. But finally, next week, that mandate is going to end. And I think it had to do with, um, I know, the, the, the what, the national emergency? Yes. It went hand in hand with that. Right. So that's all going to come to an end next week. At that long, yeah, exactly. Jeez, amazing. Crazy. Better late than never, I suppose, but still. I don't know. We all may be saying goodbye to Ed Sheeran. Oh no! On the stand yesterday in his little plagiarism trial with Marvin Gaye's "Let's Get It On" songwriter, uh, he basically said, "I lose, I quit the business." Wow! And he was on the stand again yesterday, and he criticized this this guy that they're calling. The expert for the prosecution, this Alexander Stewart, who calls himself a musicologist, because he's trying to say that there is a specific minor note in Let's Get It On that Ed Sheeran uses all the time throughout his song, Thinking Out Loud. 
There's only so many notes That's to use. That's just ridiculous. Um, Ed Sheeran gets up yesterday and says, okay, here's one of the four chords that every song has and he right. plays and he says this is where thinking out loud comes from now here's the G minor that Mr. Stewart says is in all my songs and he played it and I guess it was like a really like sour note and everybody on the jury went ooh and he goes yeah and if that he goes and if you qualify that guy as an expert you're all idiots he goes because he is not an expert wow. how you qualify him as anything is beyond me they said Sheeran plagiarism trials turning like the trial of the century oh it's crazy I know so he basically said at the end of the yesterday he said you're gonna believe this guy over me who wrote the song and he said it's got nothing to do with this you know let's get it on and he said, I lose, I quit writing. This is such a frivolous lawsuit. Oh, it's it really insane. Is. It's crazy. I do. God, I wish they could have cameras in that courtroom. I know. Though, because this is amazing. They're letting him display what he's talking about with his guitar. Right. So the, jury amazing? the jury's like, go on. <laughs> he's playing mini concerts. Wow. wow. I well, mean, that, it's for serious. That could change the industry, though. I know. So true. But and here's a, a good thing about Ed Sheeran. On Sunday, if you watch American Idol, he's filling in for Lionel Richie because Lionel Richie is at the coronation. Oh, that's right. So he's going to fill in for one night at American Idol. <laughs> oh, wow. As a judge. So I would watch. I haven't watched American Idol in forever, but I'd watch because Ed Sheeran's there. He's going to be like, uh, well, it's my last appearance. I lost the court case. <laughs> no. Hopefully not. Wow. It should be interesting to see, though. Hmm. Well, there's another reason you should be glad you live where you are. And if you're listening on the app, we have a lot of people out of state. I get that. But hopefully you're not living in Oregon. A newly proposed law in Oregon would allow the homeless to sue municipalities. They could sue the what? city for as much as $1,000 per violation. <laughs> oh, come on. Be interesting for the homeless people to have a lawyer. But anyway, <laughs> right. as part of a new initiative to decriminalize homelessness, Portland has a horrific homeless problem. Yeah. They just do. So basically what they're saying is with the Right to Rest Act, it's the name of it, Right to Rest, if you're harassing them, your business... And you go to the city and you say, I can't do business. They're literally blocking my front doors here. If somebody from the city says, you know, and that could be a police officer, you have to move down the way. They could say, lawyer, I'm suing you. That's a $1,000 violation. I have a right to encamp and live here right on this sidewalk. Is that right? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Welcome to Oregon. No, Ooh. I will never go back to that state. No, nope. that's rough. And it's sad because it's a beautiful state. I was going to say, I've heard it's beautiful. I've never it been is. there. I've heard it's, it's beautiful. rains a lot, but it's beautiful. It's designed the Right to Rest Act, uh, protected from harassment, citation, or arrest by local police, private security, even employees of local governments. Okay. <laughs> so when the homeless take over Portland. Yeah. Uh, they got nobody to blame but It themselves. sounds like they're making Portland into just one giant homeless encampment. Kind of like about a it. dystopian society. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's, that's insane. That's truly insane. Again, you get what you vote for. Yeah, well. Holy cow. Very true. Jeez. Speaking of which, you get what you vote for when it comes to how our defense is handled throughout the country. Oh, boy. We got a new spy balloon. I, I saw this. Are they? I, the headline was, they're, wa mo they're watching another spy balloon. Why don't you shoot another spy balloon? How's that sound? They, then they said it wasn't a spy balloon. Oh, we got a balloon, Jen. Yeah, but they said it wasn't a spy balloon, and then they said it wasn't a Chinese one. Well, so here's the thing. <laughs> so what is it? 
that they're saying that they are keeping a close eye on this balloon. They're calling it, maybe it's a spy balloon. They don't know if it's Chinese, who it belongs to. Maybe it's a Russian balloon. It could be a Russian balloon. But they said it, it flew over Hawaii. But don't worry, it didn't fly over any critical uh, infrastructure. Okay. And it's making its way towards Mexico. Okay, why, that's great. To your point, Bill, why are we watching it? <laughs> Just shoot it down. You should watch the missile we launch explode it. That's what I want. Come on. There's another stupid balloon flowing out there on the Pacific coast. They're like, oh, look, there it goes. It only uh, it only flew over uh, Pearl Harbor and some other yeah. natural bases, but that, it's, oh, it's okay. No big deal. Gathered no information. Yeah, I was going to say, Pearl Harbor makes up most of Hawaii, the big <laughs> island. It's like, okay. Hello. These morons don't do anything about it. Wow. Well, we can only hope wow. that there's a, tr- a, a Trump truth social about this later on. I'd love to hear him talk about We got another balloon. Oh, it's there. God. Oh, look out for the new balloon. Boy. When's his appearance show? on CNN? Next week. I can't wait for this yeah. day. Yeah, we got to talk about because I think it's honestly, I, I think it's a big change. First of all, Trump going on CNN and it's a town hall deal and it'll take questions. You're it's right, Jim. Maybe great. not a change for Trump. It's a change for CNN. It's a big change for CNN because they know they're done. Well, you know what? Fox is very vulnerable right now. They got right. no ratings. What better way to beat them? That's exactly right. I think maybe they're finally getting smart at CNN. Details on that coming up as well as another TV event that met Gala last night. Here is something. Wow. Uh, Doja Cat dressed up as a cat and only meowed her interview questions. <laughs> well, I finally found out why everybody was a cat. All right. We got that and more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Thank you, Jennifer Correa. Forecast sounds nice. The South Florida Morning Show. There's Jen. There's Diener. I'm Bill. Welcome to Tuesday. Remember, it wasn't that long ago. It was Trump versus CNN. I, solid. Two years he would take shots at them, right? Well, about, think, about the middle of the administration, he would just unleash on them. Well, I think Jim Acosta played a huge role in that. This, he just despised that guy. This was the ultimate Trump versus Acosta moment. You are a rude, terrible person. You shouldn't be working. <laughs> it's just. Wow. You shouldn't be just working at all. You shouldn't be working. <laughs> just Never mind nothing. in the journalistic field. No, just he, working. He despised that guy. <laughs> what I changed. Now, is it a change for Trump? Or is it a change for CNN? I think you're right. This is a move from CNN's part, but Trump is going to be doing a CNN town hall. CNN town hall. Right there sounds wow. weird. A Jeez. presidential town hall in New Hampshire. Uh, you know what? G- give Trump credit for number one. If anybody tries to say he never works with the other side, this is he just negated that whole debate. He will You're go, going to your right. arch rival network that you hated for so many years. It's where the advantage is, he'll go. So CNN itself made the announcement yesterday. They said, Caitlin Collins, this is another old thing. I can't wait to see that interaction. She hates him. Uh, Caitlin Collins will moderate the event. Goffstown, <laughs> New Hampshire, May 10th. Wow. T- Trump's going to take questions, and he's good in this format. Town hall format, he's good. It's going to be great at it, actually. There, there will be local Republicans and undeclared voters ahead of the primary. This is going to be great. Wow. I, it's just amazing, though, that he's going to go to CNN. Now, give credit where credit is due with... CNN. Absolutely. And I think with CNN, what they're looking at is Fox is down in the dumps. Ever since Tucker left, no one's watching Fox. They're getting destroyed. They're, they are. They're getting destroyed. People are looking for other alternatives. CNN took a big hit when they lost the contract with the airports across the country and across the world. So this is why, I mean, if you want to gain audience and you want to gain viewership, you got to reach out to the other side. Let's look to uh, somebody that, you know, we've never covered any good life. I'm not saying she's going to be nice to him. She has to be fair to him, though. 
because if she trashes him uh, with her moderation and her and she gets you know nasty with her questioning, it's not going to work well for her. It's going to look great for CNN if they're fair. Right. Really great. Yeah, if you start going middle of the road, come on. Why not? And that's It'll all people be huge want. For them. They don't want a, a far right swing. They no. don't want a far left swing. They just want answers. They want answers. That's all. You know, instead of saying, well, you know what? The Biden administration just signed this stupid mortgage thing. All she's going to say is, you know what? We got this new mortgage situation right. going on. How do you feel about it? Right. You know, how are you going to help me get into a home for a lower? What are you going to do about? I'm sure inflation is going to be part of the or, or most of this conversation. How would you handle it? Wow. You know, and, and people, you know, people, to, I, and I fall into this category. I don't understand finance. I don't understand the big world of business. So when somebody tells me inflation's out of control, I can see it. I can feel it. I see it in my bank account. I see it every day as everybody else does, but I don't understand it. Right. Fix it. How do you fix it? Other than stop spending money in the government. I just talk to the issues that matter. Exactly so right. So, you know, it's up to him, do. too, to stick to that. You're right. And he'll be very good at it. I yeah. mean, he's a he's a brilliant businessman, like the man or not. He's very good at business. All right. We uh, went through this so you don't have to. This ridiculous Met Gala thing where they, they wear the most preposterous outfits of all time for attention, the celebrities. Right. Well, it happened last night in New York. <laughs> one of the highlights was Doja Cat made her Met Gala debut. It's her first one, so you're going to make a big splash, right? Right. Dressed in a white feathered gown with a cat nose prosthetic. She looked like a cat. And the reason it was all about a cat is last night's theme was Carl Lagerfeld. She looked like a cat, and she sounded like a cat. No, she didn't. The interviewer, had got, I don't know who this interviewer was, Jen, but she, she kept on asking questions. <laughs> this was is it how staged? it went with every answer being a meow. Who, wait, so who made it? Meow. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> so what was your inspiration for tonight? Meow. That's a good meow, meow though. She's a good cat. She really meow. is. Wow. How do you... And she kept... There's four oh or five God. more questions after that. She, God love her. She keeps trying. Oh, With see, a straight but, face. But the, she should have said other things like, so do you cough up a hairball every now and then? I mean, I would have I would just run with it at that point. She should have played along. She's, so are you fixed? Meow. <laughs> 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 uh, by the way, there's another cat right over there. It's, it's Jared Leto we found out. But, you know, you, you and him going to hook up before the night's out? What kind of litter do you like? Meow. It'd be great. <laughs> Nine o'clock hours coming up next. Some headlines. Big rock and roll news. Woohoo! One of it was a sad story. We lost a rock legend. Yeah. But, but Aerosmith, the details are in. We got tickets? No. Oh, okay. But we have more details coming okay, up next. Thanks. The South Florida Morning <laughs> Show. Keep it here. Hello. That's not true, right? It's true. All I can say is... Peace out! And if you think we're joking, dream on. It was about 24 wow. hours ago. We were just starting to get early because they leaked it to NBC, the uh, Aerosmith final tour detail. Well, we got the details. There's a, an October 10th Sunrise, Florida date. I do like that. Tickets go on sale Friday, by the way. It is a 40-city tour for Aerosmith with the Black Crows opening up for them. Arena um, starts September 2nd in Philly. They will spend in their hometown of Boston New Year's Eve. Yeah, that's kind of like a tradition. That's good. So, but, I, I don't know. Is this one of those? Do you believe... Farewell tours anymore? No. I don't buy it. Well, I, uh, who was it? The Rolling Stones had six. <laughs> it's like, okay, you're oh still rolling, God. you know? So, Mick, sit down. Stop rolling around the world. Just sit, <laughs> you know? So, and, and Elton John, and, and I understand, I have not seen, did you see the Goodbye Yellow Brick Road tour? 
No, I'm not a big Elton John fan. Oh, okay. I have no desire to see. I wanted to see. We didn't get tickets. I wanted to see the uh, Billy Joel, Elton John dueling piano store. I heard that was awesome. Did that you would go? have been. No, I did not. I saw Elton years ago, as as we have mentioned before, and, and when he was very young, and it was phenomenal. I mean, he put on a great show. But the Elton John Goodbye Yellow Brick Road show, which uh, the end tour of his life, has been going on for like four years now, almost. He is, however, coming to an end in the near future because he keeps on giving interviews where he says he's looking forward to spending time with his husband and his kids, which is nice. But, you know, it's and who was it? Bill? Was it Billy Joel that said he'll never do a farewell tour? I think he he did say that because he thinks they're bogus. Yeah, because he said the only reason they do is because of money. I think it was him. It was either him or like Bon Jovi. It was one of the two. Oh, no, or Bon Bruce, Jovi will do a fair... I think he wants to wrap it up now. Okay, or, or Bruce Springsteen. It was one of them said, I'll never do a farewell tour because it's all about the money. So it the thing like, is, wow. uh, Peace Out, the name of the tour for the Aerosmith thing. Like you said, Black Crow's opening. Uh, the dates are on Aerosmith.com, but the tickets go on sale Friday. You know, you have to see how much they are. A lot. Can, yeah, if it's a farewell tour. And it's an arena tour, so it's not that big. So they're in Tampa at the... How do you say that? Amelie? Emily, Emily, st- 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 whatever it arena. is, arena, and then they come here like a couple of days later on October tenth at sunrise. How many people fit in sunrise if they put the stage in for a concert? Mm. About fifteen thousand. That's not very large because so it's a these- big arena, so they cut off the back end of it. So it's going to be very expensive then. To yeah, see I would this. imagine. Yeah, probably will be anyway. Yeah. So, hey, it'd be worth it. I'd love to see them. I mean, just look at all the hits they've had. I know. It's like one after another. It's like when I went to see Neil Diamond years ago, and I, I begrudgingly went, and then I sang every song. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, how many hit? You forget how many hits Neil Diamond had I know. until you go see him. It's like, wow, Barry Manilow was the same way. Begrudgingly went to that. I knew every word to every song. Well, he writes the songs that make the young girls cry. That's true. Uh, here's another guy that you may have forgotten wrote so many hits, performed and wrote for other people, but... Yeah, I mean, he was 84, but sadly, we lost Gordon Lightfoot yesterday. In the record, he was on tour. Wait a minute. There's one more. Here oh. you go. Here's the earworm. The, the interesting mean, thing about that song, Sundown, was the name of his, he called his girlfriend. It was uh, Kathy Smith. She was the one responsible for killing John Belushi. She'd call their knockdown. Yeah, really. So I don't know what that it was all about after their breakup. So, you know, everyone thinks Taylor Swift writes songs about breakups. Gordon Lightfoot was doing it 50 years ago. Uh, and he was, then, uh, I, I'm not going to say that I ever had like any Gordon Lightfoot songs or an album or anything, but you know all the songs. This guy was a legend. No, that Edmund Fitzgerald, that was like a mantra in, when I was in college. It was like everybody, and everybody knew the words to every one of his songs. I was like, stop. What was the. Uh, uh, one of the lyrics was they, they called the thing Gimme Gucci. What is the, it? Lake Gimme Gucci. Gimme Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> like they do. I don't know why, but I always remember that. Because <laughs> I never knew what he was saying in the song until I, I saw it written out. I'm like, Gimme Gucci. Gimme Gucci. Why do they call it that? Yeah. But I mean, if you've never been to a great lake, it's like being in the middle of the ocean. Yeah. I mean, they have yeah. huge waves. And when the winds, like it says, when the winds pick up, you know, you never know what's going to happen. You know, they have 20, 30 foot waves. It's just like being on the ocean. So. Uh, the Edmund Fitzgerald was a big thing, but I think the biggest shock about the Edmund Fitzgerald was it wasn't only one take song. Do you have the guys talking about it? Yeah, this is these are guys. I get, I don't know, we kept the same band members, but anyway, these were the guys that played on the song in the studio. One take, and how he did it was he was just like, yeah, just yeah, I kind of follow along. Yeah, and, <laughs> I'll and nod. <laughs> you'll hear the you, yeah, you'll hear the drummer here say he gave me a nod, and that's when yeah. I kicked in with my part. Tape was rolling, Barry. Said to Gord, when do you want me to come in? And he said, I'll give you a nod. 
we get to whatever it is, the third verse, and Gord gives me the big nod. I do a drum fill to come in. We went right through the song, top to bottom. It was very elemental and raw, but it had magic to it. It was not only a first take, it was the first time we'd ever played the song. That's the record. And the thing is like Amazing. an hour long, for God's sakes. It's pretty good, good for one take. It's a good six and a half minutes, but it is. It's the same tune through the whole song. I mean, they play like three chords. That's it. Do-do-do. <laughs> and it's I love he same goes, over and over. Gord gave me the nod, and it came in with the drum fill. All it is is... <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Things were simpler back then, I Bill. guess. Their drum kits were like four drums, not 20. So. Wow. It was, it's interesting, though. He had a lot of hits. There was another one he wrote for Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley's uh, Early Morning Rain was... He wrote it. Hmm. Not like Kentucky Rain, but early morning rain. What if that was before he was well known? He was just selling songs. I don't know. Because when did Edmund Fitzgerald come out? Oh, it was big. Know the year. It had to be seventies, seventy five. Was it that? Was it that late into the seventies? Maybe earlier. I'm wow. trying to. Th- I'm trying to think. It was so. Uh, yeah, seventy four, seventy five, something like. I'll go look, but yeah. uh, somewhere around. It was in the seventies. Put it that way. I know that much. And it was a huge hit. That thing, I can remember laying on the beach listening to that song going, okay, heard it enough times. It's not exactly a barn burner either. No, it's a depressing song. Yeah. You know, and then how they all get to, and then I can tell you when I was at Ohio State, that's all you heard about was they always had the Edmund Fitzgerald reunion. They would go to the chapel where they buried all these guys that died in this horrific, you know, boating accident. (laughs) Sounds like like, a blast. I'm like, why? Wow, let's party around that. I was like, wow, okay, fun. Yeah, no, they they did a big deal. It was a big deal. I don't know if people from Ohio, I thought it was most Canadian sailors that were on that ship. I have no idea. I don't know. But it was it was sad. So the one that sticks way. in my head is Sundown, that song. You can't that'll be you know how much Sundown. of an earworm that is for people who just heard that little clip now. That'll be you'll be thinking that all day. See, I'll be Edmund Fitzgerald. That's a sign, that's a sign of a good song. <laughs> It'll be Lake Gichigumi is all I'll be thinking about yeah. all day today, thanks to you. Lake Gichigumi. Right on. It was a great song, though. Uh, other musical news, news, and we talked about this briefly, but Ed Sheeran is basically saying he doesn't win this lawsuit and then how frivolous it is from let's get it on Marvin Gaye's. The, I guess it's the woman, her husband wrote, co-wrote the song. She's the one suing him for plagiarism. And he's like, it's got nothing to do with you. And he basically played it again on the, the trial, on the stand yesterday in this trial. And he said, these are the four chords that I used to, he goes, these are the, like the basis to every song I write, any song anybody writes. And this wahoo over here, who you're calling a specialist, this musicologist is an idiot. And they're trying to say this musicologist is the one that's putting the two together. It's getting to the point where they might have to do like a Netflix movie about this trial. Wow. I, I wish there were cameras in the courtroom because he has, to make his defense, they keep putting Ed Sheeran on the stand with a guitar. And right. his lawyer is saying, play it for the jury, how you your songwriting process and how similar it is to all songwriting processes. And he's saying and he's saying this is ridiculous. The jury, I'm sure, is loving it. Uh, they're probably loving every minute of it. This musicologist is Alexander Stewart said what what Let's Get It On has and Thinking Out Loud has is this minor note that basically goes through the whole song. So Ed Sheeran yesterday on the stand says, these are the four notes, the four chords I use and everything. Then he plays it. He goes, and here's the G minor, Mr. Musicology over there is telling me is in my song and he played it and apparently it's a very sour note. I don't know. It doesn't go along with anything that he's ever written. And he goes, and you want to say this guy's an expert? 
So he trashed this on the stand. He trashed this musicologist. So he may have won yesterday. That's classic. I hope he does. That, that's just ridiculous, man. But then on Sunday, you're going to see him on uh, uh, as an American Idol judge because he's filling in for um, Lionel Richie, who's going to be at the coronation. <laughs> it may be my last appearance, guys. I lost the case. <laughs> And then he has a concert, I guess, on Saturday night in Dallas. So you had a tidbit about this coronation we'll talk about next. The English are insane. These people are crazy. They want to be part of history. I don't blame them, but crazy. would you wait outside for anybody for a week? No. I wouldn't Boy. wait outside for anybody for two minutes. And would you show up to save a local landmark? Because that's what's going to happen at Lake Worth Beach today. Or tonight, I should say. I think a lot of people are going to show up. There's a petition going around. We'll update you on that, too, to save Benny's on the Beach. We'll talk about that, too. It's coming up next. The East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. The Pulp for Peace. Wow. That would get me to listen. Awesome. That, as well as the Morning Show blog, as well as all the podcasts, content, everything right there in the uh, 850 mobile app, which you should have anyway. It's great. Speaking of the Morning Show blog, by the way, Diener just put it up. That Doja Cat at the Ridiculous Met Gala last <laughs> night. It's her first one. you got to make a splash. This is the uh, woman that dressed up as a cat. And meowed all her answers. Who, wait, so who made it? Wow. <laughs> wow. So what was your inspiration for tonight? Wow. That's a pretty good wow. meow, though. That's a great meow. It was all because, okay, and I had to go look it up. I was like, why is everybody dressed as a cat, including Jared Leto? Who's, his cat suit was, like, phenomenal. That'd be a great Halloween outfit. It was just a really pretty cat. I mean, he was dressed in a whole cat suit. It's no like one it would knew. be hot inside, though. Yeah, no one knew who he was until he took it off. But Car- it, the whole thing was Carl Lagerfeld, and Carl La- Lagerfeld had a special Berman cat that he called Chopette, and the cat went everywhere with him. So, and they're now doing a docu-series about Carl Lagerfeld, and guess who's playing Carl Lagerfeld in the film? Jared Leto. Doesn't look anything like him though. Does that does that matter anymore? I, they can make him look can that CGI way. They can CGI you. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's they can do anything. But uh, it seems to be the thing to do because they've done like all the famous houses now. You know, they did Givenchy. They did uh, uh, what's her name was just in it. Lady Gaga was Gucci. I don't know these people. Yeah, so <laughs> these are all. Well, I just don't care about them. <laughs> it's pretty cool, though. I, I think it's pretty cool. It should be interesting to see how they make him look like Karl Lagerfeld, though. Pretty yeah. interesting. I'm like, how's that stretch? And they've got the. Uh, what else did you put on the blog, Diener? Wasn't the Ed Sheeran thing? What else was on there? No, we have. Uh, well, not really music related, but the beer commercial. Oh, that's right. So oh. This generic beer commercial created entirely by AI. You got to see this thing. I mean, it's, listen, it's not perfect. AI can't fix, you know how it's an AI generated <laughs> video for now until they fix it in the next version. They can't do hands. They yeah, they look creepy. They look like they look like claws. They can't get fingers right. It's they're, an extremely bizarre video, it, but it gets the message across. They're so, ET fingers. Kind of. Yeah. And, and it melts down, it turns the end, the faces kind of melt, and then all of a sudden there's fire. <laughs> But what they did was they put in a prompt with some graphic imagery, too, and they said, what would be an awesome, very successful just beer commercial? And it's just, for most of it, it's just people having a blast at a back door, at at an outdoor backyard party. Do you think Anheuser-Busch might learn a thing or two about that? Yeah, it would be interesting to see if they do. No, they're going with... Love ya! Yeah, instead of, like, fun. Yeah, well, what did you say there? Budweiser's lost, Bud Light's lost how much? Well, they're saying, what, 26% as Jeez. far as, they, I guess they call it outside sales, meaning. It's the, weird the, to measure it, but yeah, yeah, but it's bad either way. 
I, I guess they're not including bars and restaurants. They're talking about you go to the store and buy the beer, which is, I mean, that's a pretty bad metric. If that's what they're measuring by, it's a big drop. I'm trying to find the... Uh yeah, I'm trying to find the story now. Yeah, it's like a 26% drop. But Miller Lite and uh, Coors Light are up to 13% increases. That's where that's, I think that's more wow. indicative to me about a, a bad marketing campaign. I'm really quite surprised that neither one of the rivals has taken advantage of this bad well, situation. You know that's incredible, though, because when you talk about the rise of Miller Lite and Coors Light, they really haven't had to do anything. I mean, this right. is no, free done marketing nothing. for them. They've, they've done nothing different in their marketing campaign to really, you know, take advantage, quote unquote. But it's it's like just been free marketing to say, hey, well, if you're not drinking Bud Light, you're going to drink one of the other beers. So they're, they're buying ours. We don't even have to say anything about it. Wow. It's exactly. incredible. Yeah, they didn't have to spend any extra money. It's, free, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's money on the table and they're picking it up. Right. That's all. It's free money. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing to me. You can talk about the drop, but when you see the rise of the other beers, that's a clear indication that people aren't buying it for the specific reason. Wow. Love ya! <laughs> yeah, well, that's the reason. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> and they just haven't learned a great deal They tried of money. to come out with, uh, uh, Anheuser-Busch came out with like a, I guess it was more like a country-themed kind of thing, and then the YouTube commercial is out there. They had to turn off comments. It got blasted so badly. Well, look what happened when they came out with the Budweiser Clydesdale film the commercial like two days later. Blasted. It got trashed. Look at it. Running by the St. Louis Arch like they know anything about Americana. I was like, whoa. It's true. <laughs> it just, I think people were looking for something to push back against. And this was it. They, they just, they, they just un, unleashed on Anheuser-Busch. Interesting because they didn't go after Nike for the sports bra. No, they didn't. I was shocked. That's right. I, I think shocked. that one kind of got buried, honestly. It did. You know what? You know? It didn't get buried with me, trust me. Yeah. Because, uh, no, they, they know nothing about sports bras if they're putting her in one. <laughs> it's it's a guy story. wearing a sports bra. That's a guy I mean, wearing it. Well, that's true. That's <laughs> even a less, you know, common sense connection, the, the sports bra idea, than it is with Bud Light. You're right. And that would have been the one that. You know, they want to do something with a sports bra. Get Lizzo, okay? Let's yeah. be honest. Sure. You yeah. know? Get somebody who's big-breasted to do a sports bra right. that actually works. Can we pick anybody Sorry. but Lizzo, though? Okay, okay. So, well, this is the first one that came <laughs> I know. Queen I, Latifah. I, I apologize. Sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. Queen, I love Queen Latifah. There you go. She, her new show, though, The Equalizer, a little too political yeah. for me. Uh, speaking of too political, how, would you wait in line for anything for more than a day or two? No. I don't wait in line for, like, five minutes anymore. I have no patience. You know, from Windsor Castle to to the wherever they're going to coronate the king. I forgot the name of the chapel. I apologize. You can yell at me later. Chapel of Love. Okay. You know, it's the same. <laughs> you know that chapel. long yeah. road that goes from the castle to the church that mm-hmm. they took the queen's, you know, casket along? There's, that, there's a name of that street. People have been sitting on that road. For a week and a half. No, stop. Re- I swear to you, getting ready for Saturday's coronation. Ah, there it is. Yes. Going to hear this a lot <laughs> next week. What is the king's wave? We always did the queen's wave. You know, you kind of turn your hand side to side. I hope he invents a new one. I hope he goes like wow. Isaac, the bartender from Love Boat, and goes, hey. <laughs> it just starts. <laughs> he should do the double guns. Double guns, yeah. Wouldn't West- it be cool to have a king that does double guns? I love it. <laughs> Westminster Abbey. I apologize. I finally remembered it. But, but how about the double guns? Double guns. I do doubt it. George is, <laughs> Charles is going to do that. You should see the golden carriage this guy's driving in. It's like literally gold gilded. It's like, okay, these people have way too much money. You're going to wake up Saturday morning and hear this? Yes. There it is. Yeah, well. <laughs> As King Charles doing double guns to the crowd. Hey, good to see you. That would be funny, though, if he did do something like that. Huh? Trump kind of does that. He kind of does, does the double guns. He, he does. does. That's true.
Wow. Nice, to, nice to see you here. Who, hey. who are we sending? Lionel uh, Richie? Yeah, that's true. No, I mean, oh, from the station? Yeah, no. Choice. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. It's a very no, open question. I meant like the, the government. Did, the, did, did Bush even get invited? I, I, I don't know. Joyce. Jenna Bush, you mean? <laughs> no, no, what's his name? Biden. Jeez, oh I don't even gosh. know the right president. Did he even get invited? I heard they that. They must have, right? Yeah, apparently Jill Biden is going. Jill? Yes. The doctor. No, doctor. Oh, Dr. Get Jill. Get it right, would you? Dr. Jill oh, and Joyce are going. Oh, <laughs> in the same box. <laughs> That's right. They'll be oh, on the same flight. Oh, come on. Yes. That would be epic, putting the two of them together oh, in one room. Gosh. Oh, my God. I'd pay for that. <laughs> I'm a doctor, you know. Doctor? What do you know about doctors? That's a representation here. <laughs> Joyce is going to cover the coronation. That'd be fantastic. Oh, I love that. Well, you know, our microphones are everywhere, so That's we're right. going to have audio. It's very early in the morning on Saturday, so yes, you get to watch it if you oh, would like gosh. to. And this is happening tonight locally, way, way closer to home. Uh, there is a, a little gathering, yeah, I guess a peaceful protest, although that word kind of triggers me these days after the last couple of years. To save Benny's on the beach in Lake Worth Beach. Yeah, five thirty tonight. Uh, it's residents. not at Benny's though. No, it's not. It's at the Lake Worth Beach. I always call it Lake Worth City Hall. I can't say Lake Worth Beach. I'm sorry. You know what? While they're at it, yeah, save Benny's and change it back to Lake Worth. Yeah, come on. You know what? I don't know if it's increased your tourism at all, but if it hasn't, changing the name back. Five thirty tonight. Peaceful protest for people. Now that you said there is a petition, they already signed. Thirty-seven hundred people have signed it, right? Uh, Something like that. CBS twelve locally says thirty-seven hundred. Maybe it's more than that. Okay, so they're looking basically for support for Benny's on the beach. What happened is they've been there since nineteen eighty-six. They've been negotiating with the city for a new lease. The city wants more money. They want bigger increases in the lease as the lease goes on. And Benny's finally said, I I can't continue to argue with you people over this, and I'm just going to shut down. It may have been a power move on his part to get the city to finally, you know, give in. I don't know. Walk away from it. Walk away and see what happens. So, you know, but when you walk away, you have to be willing to live with the circumstances. So so do they, though. And I'm telling you, like I said before, if this place is empty without a tenant— that's going to be the worst look possibly of all time. So true. These aren't, I don't know who's on the Lake Worth City Commission, but but you're dealing with, the landlord in this case, unfortunately, is a city. They see tax dollars and they see increased rents and and they just want the money is what they do. I think, I've gone through this personally with our small business. A lot of real estate companies or commercial real estate properties that you rent from now understand that, that there's a lot of empty space and they'll negotiate with you. We were able to. A city's not. No. Hopefully they're not going to understand that. Well, hopefully they, if they get rid of Benny's on the beach, they have somebody on the hook. Because if so. not, it may be sitting empty for a while. All right, we got uh, one more rapid fire. Go around with some info coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. Seems like a perfect time to find out what's going on in the world, Jen. What you got? Well, I hate, hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if you're about to fly American Airlines in the near future, get ready to pay more because this can only mean bad news for consumers. If we collectively, guys, and we got everybody together here at 850, we get Joyce and then all the guys in the afternoon and we go to the management and say, we want a 30% raise. We want eight weeks vacation. We tried. It didn't work. Yeah, well, and what happened? Yeah. We'd all be walking the unemployment line. Yeah. American Airlines pilots are putting a threat of a strike really? on the negotiation table. So first the Riders Guild and now American Airlines uh, pilots? Yeah. They say the union has approved a strike if current talks with the company break down. What do they want? Now the company has offered a pay raise of 30%. 
That's not enough. Oh, boy. Violation thing? They want changes to the scheduling, citing pilots' well-being. Management says there's only a handful of other issues currently unresolved, and they will meet and not have a strike. But 30%, they've already gotten more than that. And, and I just can't wow, imagine. This is, like, this is like uh, Rutgers. We want yeah. a 35% or the L.A. cafeteria workers. They got a lot of system. leverage, though, because they can always throw that safety thing. If they say, like, better hours or, you know, better scheduling, yeah. they can always say, you don't want us tired. You don't want I'll us flying planes tired. I'll tell you what. It sounds like, look, I'm no uh, management at American Airlines, but maybe they're better off just hiring more pilots. That would take care of the scheduling issues. And instead of paying thirty percent to a you know a tired staff, right? But maybe here's the thing: just and, spend that on other pilots. And only because I was married to it for so long. You don't take American Airlines was the first airline to put seasoned pilots, somebody with over fifteen years of experience, with a new pilot. You start hiring a bunch of new pilots, and you don't have any old ones to go with them. I don't want two guys up at the front or two women up at the front that have three yeah. years experience and fifty thousand miles. All right, then then pay the thirty percent pay raise to the veterans, and that's, that's what they're the, going to do. And that's what they know, because they know the American public is saying exactly what you did. We yeah. want experienced pilots, and they're like, well. You got he, us or nothing. He doesn't have gray hair. And she doesn't have three kids and, and looks a little right. chunky. I don't want him up in the front. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just the way I look at things. You want a chunky pilot? Well, no, but I'm saying women. You you're, know, you're as you a, get older, you get, you know, a little, you get, you, never mind. I'm talking about myself. You're a, you know, you're a chunkist. I'm a, oh, I no. am a chunkist, you know. Shame. Not that I'm saying that women... Okay, that's going to be taken the wrong way. <laughs> that was totally uh, unacceptable. I apologize. I'm just trying to say that as you get older, your body's change. I'll get you out of this. I don't want a model <laughs> flying my plane. Here, Jen, here's a rope. Uh, geez, <laughs> help me, please. Uh, Disney is getting sued again. What? But this time Boy. by its own government. Huh? The Central Florida Tourism Oversight District. Oof. The CFTOD <laughs> wow. voted yesterday to sue Disney in state court. The board chairman says they have no choice since Disney sued them and the state last week in federal court. So we'll sue you because you sued us. Wow, suit countersuit. Uh, <laughs> he's adding that Disney's trying to wrestle back the hands of time to 1967. That's while the board is charged with bringing the district into the 21st century. New, better policies and practices. Wow. Can you imagine? No. I know there's like <laughs> thousands of them, but can you imagine... All of the stuff that Disney lawyers deal with. Oh, my God. First no. of all, just the slip and falls or, you know, and then on the larger level, the corporate lawsuits and then copyright stuff. And then, just this, then constant litigation. The state lobbyists. Oh, no. my gosh. I think that's what you're paying for with the price increases in the park. Lawyers. Yeah, really. You're not kidding. My gosh, the amount of re- retaining that they must do. Oh, jeez. This reminds me here of... I don't know, like a storyline out of a movie or even someone like like Oppenheimer. God forbid it turns out like this. The godfather of AI Yeah, is what they call this guy, Jeffrey Hinton. He came out yesterday and he has resigned from his position at Google. Speaking out so he could speak out on the dangers of the technology that he helped to create. He said, I I can't do this anymore. In good conscience, he had to resign his position at Google so he can <laughs> warn against the dangers of AI. And this is Elon Musk. Elon Musk said the same thing. This is like yep. Dr. F- Dr. Frankenstein leaving the lab. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Right. Leave it's the like, monster in there. What have I done? That, that's what he's saying. He says he regrets his role in creating the technology that he says now poses a threat to humanity. Well, How smart is this guy? Oh, forget oh, it. Oh, my goodness. But potential for greatness. There but, is. But the problem is, it's not AI. It's in the, in the programming hands of idiots. Or, or, 
or evil people. You know, when, when Oppenheimer, I use that analogy, when he created or helped to create the technology for the atomic bomb, there's a lot of, you know, great possibilities with that technology as well that, that have been used. But there's also the dark side in creating, you know, weapon of mass destruction. So it's the same thing with AI right now. Yeah, there's great opportunities when it comes to the technology, but you can also create something that takes over the world. How do you fix it? I would love to hear huh? what this guy has to say and also to see if the big tech companies who are very heavily in, invested in AI if right. they try to squash them. Should be yeah, right. But how do you fix it? Imagine, I, how do you make know. it so, it, you know, Dr. Evil doesn't get his hands on it? And you mentioned Elon. Elon commented on this story and said he's right. Yeah. <laughs> Elon said it was going to be the end of civilization he's would be AI. warning about this for a solid five years. If this guy, the godfather of AI, winds up dead, we got a problem. Yeah, I know, really. Wow. So keeping on him, George Hinton, the godfather of AI, wow. now warning civilization. Dina, I haven't shared this story with you. However, I shared it with Bill off the air earlier this morning, and he went, eh, what's the problem? I'm incensed by you this. Are? What? There was a woman's poker tournament. At a okay. Florida casino. Hard Rock, I do believe. One of them maybe down right Just here. Just an all-female tournament? It was at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, Hollywood. Okay. Yep. It was a poker showdown. Texas Hold'em, no limit. 250 buy-in for ladies. Not bad. A guy won it. What? What do you mean? A man won the women's poker. They're, okay. A man won the women's poker tournament. What's wrong with that line? They're not arm wrestling. Why is a guy allowed in the women's poker tournament? Are you saying that they're of lesser poker intelligence than men? No, I'm just saying, can wow. women play in the men's? First you're a chunkist, and now you're <laughs> discriminating against women poker players. By the way, I'm a chunkist because I am one, but that's besides the point. David Hughes of Deltona, you should be ashamed of yourself. You went oh. up against the women. Why is he allowed to play in a women's poker tournament? I, I honestly, because there's so many, you know Jennifer Tilly, the actress? Yeah. She's one of the top poker players in the world on the men the World Series of Poker. The, the, Is she really? They're always mixed gender. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Then why do they call it a women's I poker don't tournament? I don't know why they I didn't think they had gender specific Me neither. tournaments I mean, anymore. They I always don't know. play against each other. Florida casinos are not permitted to discriminate and ban men from women's events. So, so can a woman play a woman can play in a men's tournament? Yeah, yeah of I mean, course. And they're good. They usually, if you watch World Series of Poker, a final table is made up of like three women and seven guys. But I mean, is it called a men's tournament? No. This is called a women's tournament. I've never heard of that before in poker, <laughs> where they so gender like, specific. Well, is why there they, some other wim, uh, female player? I think the, the Black Widow the Black or something. Widow, is yeah. that her name? She's really good. She wins. I think she won. She might have won the World Series of Poker she once. Was, she was really good. Well, people are all ticked off that this guy won in the women's tournament. So why so, did he even enter? I mean, Probably because he figured he'd be the better poker player. I don't know. I mean, not necessarily. I mean, if, if he was going into something that was marketed as an all-women's tournament, but you can't keep out any guys, I don't understand even the point of marketing it as an all-female tournament. I didn't think they had those. Interesting. I just thought it, but he's he's getting he's either getting trashed or praised on social media. A lot of a lot of women are upset that a guy won in the women's poker just, tournament. Yeah, I've never heard of a gender specific poker tournament to begin it's with. It's so funny. Of all the events, we you can mix in genders and right. transgenders and everybody else because it's just your mind playing poker. Yeah. Although, matter. I saw this thing with Jennifer Tilly once. She's very uh, well endowed. Yes, yeah, true. And she said, "Oh, big hand up, big turn." <laughs> Those buttons are coming down really? at the table. She goes, Abs I'll use anything to my advantage. Distraction. Wow. <laughs> good. Oh, it's good. All right. Wow. Diener, you inspired me with your AI story. Oh, good. Uh-oh. Practical things we can use right now for AI. The, the you know, user level is chat GPT, right? Sure. Anything involving math. Okay. Percentage, yeah. converting time zones, 
uh, oh. you know, it convert conversions fast, which you should know anyway, but whatever. That's one thing you can do. Then it gets a little more complex. Explain complex topics using simple metaphors. Like, huh? uh, explain hmm. an age of a kid. This is seven. What does it mean? What is that? What does it mean here? You know, comparisons, contrast. Hmm. Here's where it gets lazy. Write emails for you. Oh, come on. I don't want them writing my emails. You know what else I don't want? Like ad agencies having this write copy for you. I think that's lazy. I know. I would be, if I hired an ad agency and I found out they're writing copy for me through AI, I'd I'd find a new one. How many times have we we seen that now, just in the industry? Exactly. Seen a lot. Write your emails. Just write your emails. But here's a good one. Here's where it comes in handy. Summarizing long long documents. Is this where they say that a lot of like a lot of lawyers, like contract lawyers, are going to go out of business because of this? That'd be a good idea. Like when you're going through the amendments on on like a sample ballot before you go vote. Right. Plug that in there. Break it down, layman's terms. Renegotiating your contract. Yeah. Go through contract. You can put it in a prompt with some of the advanced systems. They say. These are all the details. You plug in all the factors. What's the most plausible outcome to negotiate with on this? What's the best? Po- really? Because it takes from millions of, of test cases. And you, wow. know what, you know what else? It could have been, well, not necessarily fully replaced, but they're even saying people are going to AI to ask medical questions. And it's giving them answers that doctors would give. Uh-oh. I know. Hopefully it's not like WebMD. I know. You don't want that. My finger hurts. Cancer. Cancer. Ah. <laughs> no, but what it does is it takes history from past cases, yeah. medical cases, and says just blah, like blah, blah, blah. You know what? Yeah. It just puts everything together. I can understand where as a research tool, yes, it is right. phenomenal. Absolutely. So. As, as long as it's getting the, it's not biased, though. Yeah, well, history is going to be a problem. You're, you're mm. a Republican. You're going to die from that finger. Exactly. Yeah, really. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Right. It's just, uh, it just depends. Keep watching out. Well, real quick, I'll finish off with a Scottish island. Would you guys want to live on a Scottish island? No. Yes. Yeah, I, sure. I, I am it's a Scottish. Cold. I am a Scottish land baron, by the way. That's right. You are. I you have, have a five land? by five foot plot of land in Scotland. <laughs> you do. It's kind of like the old name your star. Remember yes. that scam. <laughs> I do. I got a certificate. I got the GPS coordinates. You're going to go visit it anytime soon? I don't know. Well, if you want more lands, this Scottish island is for sale for $188,000. That's a bargain. It What's is. on it? 25 acres, oh, uninhabited wow. island. It's about oh, six miles from the nearest town. <laughs> so that means boat only. Okay. Right. That's right. It's being listed online for $188,000. Is there electricity on it? No. Running water? No. Why the hell flood, would I want it? A flood pond to support the local <laughs> wildlife during the winter months, but no buildings or services. But if you want to, you can buy this island and go live away from everybody in existence. I mean, well, you know, it's uh, no worse than what Richard Branson did when he bought that island and developed. you got to have the money to develop it. I mean, it you could develop it, honestly. It's a good investment for I'm that. I'm sure there's other parts of Scotland that don't have electricity either. Yeah, right. Some of those castles. <laughs> Just saying. Um, if you're interested, it's probably where Nessie lives, but that's okay. Right. Oh yes, today. What was what? What is the? Uh, you brought up a very good point yes. there. Thank you so very much. Today was ninety years. I think it was ninety years ago today. Nessie was the first spotted today by a couple really? in Scotland in the Loch Ness. Ninety yeah. years, and they still haven't found a clear picture. It's fascinating, it isn't really, it? Really, makes, always grainy. Make the hunt remains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yesterday, during the second rapid fire, Dina had a story about a lady. Uh, really getting into the symphony performance in L.A. Oh, no. Yes. It took a day, but the sound is available for everybody. Oh, she no. was feeling the music, let's say. Oh, I boy. think it's just a crock myself. You have to turn the air down. I'm going to get hot again. But the, <laughs> the symphony stops for a second, and they pick right up. Oh, boy. Oh, dear God. Help All right. Us. I'm getting ready for this. That and more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here.
News Talk 850 WFTL. It's the South Florida Morning Show. There's Jen, there's Diener. I'm Bill. One last little segment here as we kind of last uh, nine and a half minutes. Just a couple of headlines going on here. They're going to, in the swamp, they're going to meet over this debt ceiling deal. Who knows what's going to come out of that whole thing, but well, it doesn't look as though the White House is moving too much on that one. No, Kevin McCarthy is actually going to sit down with the president next, I guess, next week? Yeah, yeah. Next Tuesday or something. Uh, the president's already said, you're not going to stop me from spending, so there, there goes that. It's a moot point. And then uh, Jen had this story just a couple of minutes ago in Rapid Fire. It looks as though American Airlines might be heading for a pilot strike. That that looks like it's for certain going to happen. Wow, they're getting a 30% raise. A 30% raise, and they're still going to they, – they want better hours. Uh, you know, and and I understand Man. that. You know, you know, uh, believe me, the last thing you want, at least I want personally, is number one, a, and I got nothing against young pilots, but I would prefer somebody who has a couple of million miles under his or her belt. Absolutely. You know, I, I like seasoned pilots. When I was married, my ex-husband used to make sure whenever the kids and I flew anywhere, he'd check out the crew. If there wasn't one guy there that was over 50... Or a woman that was over 50, he wouldn't put me on the plane because I'd, like, have a meltdown. Totally get it. I understand that. Was that coming from him or you? Uh, no, from me. I, I wanted somebody seasoned. But American, I know for a fact, was one of the first airlines that never put young pilots, new pilots, with, with a new pilot. They put right. a seasoned pilot with a new pilot. Uh, so one learns from the other. Um, but their hours are ridiculous, so that, and that's what they want. They want better, they want better scheduling. They want to be, you know, let me pick my... My terms. Let me run a three-day schedule. Let me run five days straight and give me ten off. So we'll shall see what happens. Can't blame them there. There's another thing to watch out for really quickly. Nearly a third of all nurses in the U.S. now are considering quitting their jobs. What? (laughs) They surveyed 18,000 nurses across the country. AMN Healthcare Services did. Said 30% of them are looking to leave. Like certain to leave. That's not good. And they said a result coming from the pandemic. They said it's just overworked. They didn't like it. They're... Don't like the job. But like you said before, in chaos is opportunity. There's going to be a lot of high-paid new nurses coming. Yeah, you know what? Interestingly enough, my daughter starts nursing school on Tuesday. Good timing. I was like, wow, you'll be all set. You'll be able to write Perf- your own ticket when you get done, That's I guess. That's perfect timing. Yeah, she wants to be one of those traveling nurses. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. You know, I'm like, really? She could work <laughs> in the Aerosmith tour. Steven Tyler's going to need some help. <laughs> I've, I've got your IV bag, sir. <laughs> God. She right. likes blood and guts, so it'd have to be something a little more <laughs> exciting than Aerosmith. Well, you think. never know. Never know with them, though. <laughs> right, let's get to the real story. Yes. We waited this long to make it the last of the day. Do you remember yesterday? Was it the second or third rapid fire? Diener, he... Oh, he, God, he, he broke, was red-faced. <laughs> he broke down his own inhibitions, and he told the story about a lady really getting into the symphony she performance. She had an orgasm, okay? <laughs> in, it was in Los Angeles. <laughs> Diener couldn't say the word. She had... Well, you know... It happened on Friday, and people had posted the story. There was even video. Now somebody had an even closer video, so you can actually hear her, though. Now, this is what's popping up now. Don't you think this is, like, all played out on purpose? Here's the update. They talked to the symphony members. They absolutely don't know anything about it. She just, she was feeling it. You sure she just didn't yell because she wanted to yell? No, it's not a yell. You got to listen. Okay. Okay, you ready? You can hear it clear as day. I'll have what she's having. Pete, now, they started to find the local TV station, started to find people that were at the performance. They asked. <clears throat> There's a guy that was two rows over, and he said, no, this was a full-on O. Really? Yeah. Listen, some people, listen. 
<laughs> Some people feel music differently. I guess. Who are we to judge? Holy cow. Oh. <laughs> Wasn't that a Howard Stern thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, private with parts, those, right? Yeah, with the, with the right. speakers. Yeah. Okay. So, well, listen. Saying. I guess I, I don't. She know. really enjoyed it. That's all. I, it's just. By the okay. way, if you're curious, ladies, <laughs> the 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 moment happened during Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony. Okay, it's, it's going to be a run. It's going to be a download on Spotify. <laughs> It'll be the number one song on Spotify. Ah, oh my <laughs> goodness gracious! Oh, are we done? Please tell me we're done. That's we, the end. Yeah, okay. that's it. There, we're leaving on that I don't one. Think okay. We do that. <laughs> it's been a wonderful Happy Teacher's days. Day. Happy hey. Teacher's Day. Happy Brother and Sister Day. Hey, so, all right. So you call your brothers and sisters. Anyway, have a great day. <laughs> what Thanks. do I call them? I, no, no, <laughs> and your world only knows. Anyway, we'll be back tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock. Thanks so much for being here. Have a great day.